Hey, everybody. Welcome to Core. This is Core episode. That doesn't matter, but I'll tell you anyway. 209. It's episode 209. It's Wednesday, February 5th, 2019. Nope, 2020. And uh, we're here. We're doing it. We're making it happen. We've got all we need to make that happen. Yeah, woo! That's what I'd say. Uh, I'm in a good mood today, and I don't know why. No reason to be, really. Bo's got a hat. Yeah. Oh, Bo's got a hat. Got his cowboy hat on. Yep. He's going down the old town road. Yeah. It's pretty good. I heard they're remaking Justified. I'm hoping they'll cast me in the lead role. Yeah, you're going to be Bo Givens, and uh, Mm -hmm. you're going to stop crime in its tracks. That's your job in the new version of that show. No patience for anything. Just going to shoot you. Yeah. And then John over there. John is in a wide angle, but you wouldn't know it because I've cropped him. But it's cracking us up just a slightly bit. How much we can see of you. We don't normally get all this like background info and stuff. There's all sorts of stuff. Yeah, look at all the stuff. Yeah. Chat room really can't see it. But Got a questionable chair and uh, many odds and ends. <laughs> questionable chair is my favorite band I ever performed in. All right, check this out. That's actually a decent band name, Questionable Chair. Mm-hmm. I'd see them in concert. That'd be fine. I mean, there's a silver chair. Is there? So, so why not a questionable one? What, yeah. What's whose yeah. silver chair? Wait. Oh no, I know who that is. Silver chair was an Australian. I don't know Nirvana ripoff kind of. <laughs> Wait, so what maybe the music was Sing- good, and that's a super unfair thing to say. Sorry if you're listening. Sing me a song, silver. Oh, I don't know any. I'm silver chair. I'm a freak. Oh, that's them. Yeah, I'm that's a winner. I swear, they're Australian. I remember they're Australian. They're oh, that's doing actually. There's a song here called "Freak" by Silverchair. Yeah, and I was, I but I was doing Radiohead's, uh, uh, the yeah. popular Radiohead song. Okay, hold on. We're gonna play a tiny bit of it so that we don't get in trouble. Hold on, just a little bit. Okay. I don't, I don't. It literally yeah. sounds like Nirvana. Yeah. <laughs> that, if you're like name the band and played that clip, I'd be like Nirvana. It's a little Nirvana-ish. I don't want to play too much, but that was 2012. They've been around... Uh, okay, well, you knew more about that band than I ever did, and now I know more about them than I ever did, so well done. Anyway, uh, hey, we're here to talk about video games, the world of games, news around games, games we're playing, all that fun stuff. That's what Core does. Uh, there's still people. I got this again today. Two people, two emails that said, when did Core stop being about heroes? I wasn't interested in heroes, but now I love hearing you guys talk about video games. How come you didn't tell nobody? I'm like, no, no, that's what we did. We we told everybody got told here on the show, but I guess I don't advertise it enough. So I'm gonna make a I'm gonna do better about making sure people know after all this time that Core does like a bigger, broader thing now, and it may bring you know that may be interested to be. Uh, did to they be. Uh, did they sign their email? Please read in a slightly twangy accent. No, but did I when did they, I just do when that? They sent that to you. I just did it, didn't I? I didn't mean to do that. I always do but, that when when someone sends a troubling email. I do it in a southern accent. That's bad. That's stereotypical. But it's it's just fun to do the voice, guys. It isn't meant to be insulting. Yeah, it is. Fun. It's actually kind of fun to talk like I'm from the south. I <laughs> just think that it's sometimes more fun to just turn it on its head. You should you should next time if somebody sends you something and you're like, ah, eh, this is a little silly. Read it with a fancy, posh British accent. Okay. And if somebody sends you something extremely smart, add a good old Southern twang. To okay. It. All right. Let's see how it all turns Just swap it. Out. Just swap German? it around. You should do German sometimes, too. Oh, I love doing German. German's one of my favorites. But I, but it has to be the right moment. It has to be the right thing. Can't just pull if it out. If it's not nihilistic. You believe in nothing, Lebowski. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, did you know that Jesus movie's out? The one about the go- the the oh, bowler. Oh no, I want to see that. Hold on, I, and see how the Rotten Tomatoes is doing with it. I am the Jesus. I uh, hold on. What's it called? Uh, Jesus, right? No, Jesus? something. <laughs> this is called Jesus. Rolling Jesus. Hold on. Rolling. Uh, Turturro. Right? Yes. So maybe find it by him or something. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> Gosh dang it! I can't. John. John. Tor- tor- oh, here it is. The Jesus Rolls. That's what it's called. And it is currently no reviews yet. Oh, there's two, but we'll see. Uh, so it's being directed by John Turturro, not not by the Coens, although it has their blessing. Um, and it is based on this character uh, who is ever so briefly in... Uh... Wasn't he a bowling pedophile? <laughs> yeah, he had to go door to door. Or no, he wasn't an actual pedophile. It just turned out that somebody was with said she was over... 18 but wasn't or something like that so he was required to go door to door and tell everybody and so that scene that great scene where he had to go knock on doors dude that the big lebowski is truly great one of the greatest films ever made it really is i saw it in the theater i see so few films in the theater i'm i cherish the memory i did too what was this like 98 or something what was it It was a long time ago 98 94 5 8 7 somewhere in the 90s anyway uh, so back back to where we were. Where were we? Oh, uh, video games. Let's talk about them. So Sony um, has been just dropping little, little like a little bread trail for a while about the PlayStation news. And since we know they're not going to be at E3, this doesn't surprise me all that much to know that they're sort of just kind of dinking around with us a little bit. Yeah, it's been um, weird, though. It's yeah. been the way it's been coming out is it's been like every time they have something new that they're just like, all right, and we can confirm that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Send out a tweet. Mm-hmm. Like there's no pomp, no circumstance. It's just like, uh, Hey everybody, we were thinking about it. We're going to do a PlayStation five. Do you think they know then- they just know we're going to, I mean, we're all going to just like, they don't need to do anything else. Right. They kind of know that. I guess they don't, but it's weird. It feels weird because it just feels like they're sitting around in a boardroom and they're like, uh, so what are we sure on? Well, we've got some of the specs. All right. I don't know. Send the specs out to a website. They can publish them. They can do whatever. Do you right. want to announce it or anything? No, just send it out. It's fine. It's interesting. Uh, we got interesting a website. Thing. Hey, yeah. we got a logo. We made the four or five. Yeah. Like it's just everything they've done so far has been like white background aerial font business memo playstation 5 we would like you all to know yeah it is weird uh it says uh on their website they've got this website now which is the ps5 sort of url extension thing on their normal site the playstation.com site it says i just signed up for their newsletter so i can find out when this thing's coming out or whatever i probably just signed up for a lot of spam i don't want but anyway it says we've begun to share some of the incredible features you can expect from playstation 5 but we're not not quite ready to fully unveil the next generation of PlayStation. Sign up below to be among the first to receive updates as we announce them, including news on the PlayStation 5 release date, PS5 price, and the upcoming roster of PS5 launch games. So there you go. Yeah, this is real matter of fact. That's our website. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm excited, but... Yeah. It's a weird, different kind of rollout, uh, for sure, whereas Microsoft... You know, being at E3, they've got a chance there to make a big splash with uh, with stuff, but they've already shown their box. Uh, don't yeah, do that on the good. internet. Don't show your box on the internet. <laughs> you'll, it'll it'll ha- it'll haunt you forever. You'll never get another job. Uh, don't do it. Anyway, all right, <laughs> you'll get a certain kind of job. Anyway, the point is, uh, yeah, no, no, nothing else. This is just uh, them 
being all slow and pokey, there's probably a tactic to this, you know, there's probably a strategy going on here that I don't fully understand, but I think it's the teacher calls on you for an answer and you go, um, <laughs> yeah, the answer is while well, you're furiously flipping through your book for a miracle to happen because you don't know the answer. That's you think so? You think they're not uh, like they're, I mean, they're launching this holiday. That's confirmed. I don't know. In this culture of like E3, you know, games will put out stuff that's just barely in development. Yeah. Xbox seems pretty comfortable. Yeah. This doesn't read as comfortable. Could be nothing. I don't, I'm not an insider, but it looks to me like, yeah, we got something to do. Launching a 2020. Here's a JPEG of the PS5 logo. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, I guess I, I guess you're not wrong. I just assume from their leadership position of this generation that they are more prepared, but maybe they aren't. I hadn't really thought of that. I hadn't th- looked at it from that from that perspective. But maybe they're maybe they're less ready and they're relying on the fact that they are in leadership position that that they don't have to do stuff as quickly. So you know, it's bought them well, some time. I, I, I don't know. I put it in as a punchline and not really an article to cover so much, but <clears throat> Phil Spencer be like PS five. We're worried about Amazon and, and um, Google. I wouldn't say those words. If I, if, if I was him, I wouldn't have said that because here's why I understand why he's saying it. And I, it's a great way to diminish your main competition. I totally get it. People do it all the time, but I wouldn't have said it because a, it may actually end up being true and you're just you're just rough you're just you're just ruffling some feathers or b it's not true at all and somebody's going to eat your lunch this generation or c uh you're puffing amazon up for no reason what are they doing they got an mmo they've been working on for 6 years but they don't have anything else let's even talk right. about it right i think phil spencer though is is looking at a potential long game mm. like i'm assuming playstation 5 might come out and even beat xbox this generation mm but Xbox is playing a long game where PlayStation, I mean, Sony is just making a new box. Nintendo's just making a new box. And that works for Sony and Nintendo today. But that's not gaming of tomorrow. When he said he's trying to reach gamers everywhere throughout the world in places where it's hard to sell boxes. Mm. And I don't know. I don't know what that means, but it just seems like it's it's like his comment just strikes me as, you, you know, um, uh, neo going like you know what's up with the spoon and, and morpheus is like that's no spoon oh wait that's not it you <laughs> think that's how it went. <laughs> that's not how it went, it went my favorite like, of the matrix <laughs> <laughs> more phil spencer's basically morpheus going you think that's air you're breathing and then yeah. the ceo of sony's like whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I don't know if phil's right but that seems to be the play Phil's making. Yeah, and it's probably the right one for them to make in the position that they're in, but also let's play this because it could be, you know, completely out there, but the long game theory is a decent one, and you know what? Microsoft's got the pockets to do it if they want to uh, dig in for what they think is truly going to be the big fight. Maybe that fight is cloud stuff, and certainly Amazon will be a player in that. Um, Who knows? I don't know, but uh, I want to see more of it. I want to see the actual box. I can tell you I know I can't say their name, but I know somebody who works at a developer, a big one, who has had t- both of these in their hands. So they 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 have physically held, looked at, and messed around with both boxes, and the PlayStation Five and the and the other one, and had a couple things to say that I'm not allowed to say here. However, uh, 
it does seem significant that they it actually exists. Now, maybe in a form that's going to change, or maybe they got early dev kit versions that aren't quite the same, or I, I don't actually know that for sure. But um, by all intents and purposes, it sounds like what he got is final PS5 hardware. So, Yeah, you remember Let's when see. Xbox was going to be a giant silver X-shaped console? Yes, I remember wanting that. By the way. It looked really cool. Like yeah. not, probably not anymore. If you look it up now, it's I probably mean, what's not great, great about but... that is if a burglar breaks into your house, you can use it as a ninja star. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, that's, that's a great use case. I love it. Yeah. Hold on, what? But John, but John, but John, but John, 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 do you have a? You have a find a vision or version of that? Somebody have a picture of that? I want to put that up. <laughs> the original Xbox. Yeah, I can't so. find it, but it was like a concept art that was actual Microsoft art, right? It wasn't um, but, some. But if idiot. it's an X, it's not a box anymore. Well, it was still a box. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, by its very nature, <laughs> like, it's no longer a box. Yeah. It should be an X. X. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I found a picture. Did you it. put that in the chat room? I want to see. I want to blow it up uh, here. Let's see. Click to copy the link. I know how Google Images works. I did it. Yeah. I'm how many make... boardroom meetings where they have these designs and they're not shaped like a box? Does some exec say, I like the design, but it's not a box? I'm like, oh, dang it. We really painted ourselves into a corner with yeah, this Yeah, no box kidding. Thing. This box thing. We and look at the latest there. version is the most box box I've ever seen. <laughs> Dude, this thing is boxy as hell. Wow. I think I like it. Is it that, is pretty good, right? Yeah, I think I like it. Except, like, the second you touch it, it's just fingerprint city. Yeah, because it's all silvery and smooth. I don't think that would have flown. But we'll, compared to what we ended up with, I like this a lot. Just because it's cool, man. Just cool. Look at that monolithic structure. It's like, I am in your living room. Brr, like, just intense. Yeah. Oh, there's an actual, someone has one of these? Oh, there's a prototype exists, not just 3D renders. Oh, yeah, yeah, they they built versions of this. I want one of these. <laughs> what that, that, game that... are you going to play on your, uh... yeah, look at those fingerprints. What? We... Oh, yeah, it's bad. What was that mech, <laughs> what was that mech game everybody used to hack their Xbox? Do you remember the name of that? It's like Mech Walker. Mech Assault. Mech Assault, was that it? Maybe. Everyone always talks about that, how that was the disc that let you hack your thing. And that's great and all had that weird code insertion stuff and all that. But I liked that game because it was a rad mech game yeah. and I would play that again. I really liked that game. Totally Are you talking it. about Steel Battalion, the one with the massive? Not controller. that. That's for weirdos. I mean, I'm sure it was cool for those who liked it, but I yeah. really liked uh, I liked that other thing. Yeah. And that old controller, man, what a beast. There's a lot about the original Xbox that has. You know, there are question marks about some of the design decisions, but uh, but it man, persevered, though. oh yeah, they totally did. They stuck it out, and 360 controllers were a huge step up. Although the D pads were mushy garbage on those, and then the uh, Pro controller thing they put out for a while, they're still in the 360 era, was a huge improvement for that. But Xbox One controllers, they're great. It's a fine. Yeah. It's like the final form. It's uh, you you got it. You finally got it, guys. You nailed it, and uh. It's a great controller. I still think, I think, other than that dumb touchpad, I think PlayStation 4 controllers are my favorite, how they feel, um, yeah. especially the D-pad. If you're using D-pad enabled, you know, games that may use it or whatever, but I, those two in general, those are great controllers. Nothing wrong with those. 
You know what was a not a good controller as far as function, mm. but as far as like how it felt in my hand, I always loved was the GameCube controller. Oh, yeah, dude. That thing just felt like it was a, a part of me when yeah, I held it. It was great. It wasn't a good controller. I'm not going to stand up there and say like, yeah, one analog stick and a weird C stick. That's the way to go. But man, that controller felt comfortable to hold. I mean, the thing is, though, you say that, but they're now selling new versions of it for for the Switch for Super Smash Brothers because players have demanded it. So an actual Nintendo licensed wireless and wired i guess because people want the latency cut down <clears throat> version of that thing is available for people who want to play smash with it so i mean it's still i think a lot of people still think it's their favorite controller maybe ever so i i think i i and i also really liked it i think it needed two sticks i don't know why they didn't do that that weird that weird c stick thing was terrible yeah but everything else about also, that controller the, was great. the double press of l and r i wasn't a fan of Oh, it felt okay, but then as soon as you hit that double press and it did like a weird click, all of a sudden it felt like a toy. Yeah, I mean that thing's pretty plasticky, right? Yeah, um, it, was, it was. It had some weird things, but I man, if that if they did like a pro version of that, yeah, or the Wavebird was great. Yeah. Remember when everybody thought like the Wavebird was the pinnacle of technology? That yeah. was a controller. Still might be. Yeah, still might be. Maybe. Well. I guess they all do what they do now. Yeah, they're all kind of wireless. They're just now, wireless but... and have rumble and stuff like that. Actually, the Wavebird didn't not have rumble. You had to use the rumble pack to make it rumble, or did it rumble? I don't think the Wavebird rumbled. I don't think it did. I think either. that was what you sacrificed for your for your, your ability to have wireless. Yeah, I think that's right. For some reason, I had it in my head that that was N64 era, but no, the Wavebird was absolutely just GameCube, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the, the best part was that it used channels. So instead of doing like the weird sync button thing, you would actually have to go up to your GameCube and there was a little dial on the thing that plugged into the controller port and you'd rotate it and match it up with your controller to make sure you were both on the right channel. Which is pretty great. Yeah. If Old you think technology. About it. Yeah. Those, those were the days. That was living. Here, chat room, take a look at our, your old friend, the GameCube. Here he is. <laughs> uh, I just... Just remember it. <laughs> what I liked about it was um, it was a briefcase. It, yeah, it was weirdly portable. Like <laughs> if I was going to my my brother-in-law's house or something and we were going to play over there, I just grab it by the back of that thing and go like it was it was awesome. I love that thing. Anyway, whatever. Nintendo still killing it. PS5 it was a weird little briefcase yeah. and you could plug in four controllers to it. Yeah, it built in. Yeah, like part Which was of, also crazy. It was fun for party games. It was the ultimate. uh Mario Kart Super Smash Brothers Melee machine. Like it just was so good at those things and it just excelled at that. So even though it took kind of a distant third that well no, wasn't about it was kind of tied with the OG Xbox, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, I'd say they probably had their, <coughs> I mean, their so, comparison. Sony there. destroyed everybody is the point. They just PS2 just ate everybody's cheese and then spit it rack in their face and then ate it again. And then bit their nose off and then chewed that up and then spit that back in their face. And the other two companies that. tried to readjust their chewed up nose to make it seem like a real nose again. And then Sony bit it off and ate it again and then spit it out again. I mean, that's how bad it was. It was a freaking slaughter in that generation. Which began with the uh, freaking uh, came the Dreamcast getting murdered. Just shot right in the back of the head. In came Sony. 
dead. Didn't DVD have a lot because did Xbox did it play DVDs or no? Uh, I think it did, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Oh, okay. Yeah, PlayStation, Xbox, it was like, and I game. don't need a DVD player because I've got a PlayStation Two. Yeah, <laughs> it's a DVD player. I think that was a lot of people's first DVD players was their PS2s. I know it was mine. Mm, and mine the too. very first DVD I ever watched was the whole nine yards. Wow. First DVD player I ever got was a crappy, well, I say crappy, I think it was like $400 at the time, and I don't know why I even did it, but we bought a DVD player in 1998, and the first movie I bought for it and watched on it was The Fifth Element. Oh, nice. Yeah, that seemed right and good, and it was like a $30 DVD at the time. And then the second movie that we got and watched on it was Nightmare Before Christmas. And then there was a huge gap of time where i didn't buy a single dvd until they started being like 12 bucks and then that was the thing i would do yeah dvd is a pretty stupid name though right dvd Overall? you know what it stands for people <laughs> think it's digital video disc and it's not it's no di- idea no idea it's digital versatile disc did you know that well, no, i did I not now yeah a little fun I'll fact for you something. yep you'd lose in a like if you were i think actually somebody got it wrong on on jeopardy once it was the question was this is the words that make up DVD or whatever. And the guy said digital video disc. <clears throat> Incorrect. And then the other guy got it. Anyway, fun, fun stat, fun note. Uh, <laughs> but I remember, so, remember that Divix thing? That was a nightmare. We don't have to talk about that, but that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, that was real. I also, I also remember uh, a lot of PlayStation 2s didn't work. And then a lot of Xbox 360s didn't work. Mm-hmm. The whole red ring. Yep. Thing is bad. It turns out optical discs and uh, cooling systems and spinning fans are not cool. Like back in the Genesis SNES days, it was great because it's solid state, man. You just, you know, they didn't overheat because the chips didn't get hot. They just did what they did and you never had to worry about it. There was no moving parts and it was great. And then, you know, I guess the last time that happened was N64. Um, I replaced my PlayStation 1 twice. Because oh that thing broke twice. And then and it was always disc-related, always that drive. And then the place, or Xbox One or Xbox OG kind of had, I think, a pretty good run of it. But the uh, 360 was just notoriously busted, uh, despite its leadership in that particular generation. Uh, my PS3 ran loud, but never failed. Um, ran forever. And my PlayStation 4 is also not that loud and runs fine. But it's now slow and old because there's something new coming. So there's that. <laughs> it's garbage. We've talked about that before. Exactly. You uh, you want to know a fun thing you can do that I learned about today while I was looking for news stories that we're ignoring to talk about old things. And this is no exception. Yeah. I found out how you can find the very first thing you ever streamed on Netflix. Oh, what? How? And I now know the very first thing I watched streaming, which I don't even remember ever seeing the movie. How do you do this? Wait, tell me how you do it while you're talking about it. How do you okay, do it? So you, you go to the Netflix website. Okay, I'm going to Netflix. And then you're, you're going to go to your account. Okay, I'm going to like my little icon account. Okay. You're going to do viewing activity. Okay, here we go. Scroll down and do download all. Otherwise, you're going to just have to do show more. And it will download a Excel file that you can just scroll to the bottom of very quickly. Where's the, oh, download and, all. Okay. Yeah. 
So, fun fact, I have apparently streamed 3,908 things on Netflix. Holy crap. Starting on November 29th of 2008, with the very first thing being the movie Dan in Real Life, which I (laughs) don't remember anything about. Wow. That's amazing. I don't know. No, it's a good movie. It's actually, it's a good movie. It's kind of a rom-com, but it's a good movie. So, that that could be way worse. Um, I think that's fine. I followed I'm, it up I'm, with Mega Man Upon a Star Episode 1. All right, now you're in trouble. <laughs> then The Secret of Nim, and then, going back to what you said, Scott, The Fifth Element oh, after that. very nice. Okay, I am now going back all the way to 11308. Uh, how do you see total items? Oh, I guess it's it's actually a spreadsheet, so I can see that I have seen... 11,781 things. Wow. Now, some of that, I mean, that's obviously, yeah, see, look at this. It's Every episode of a TV show is counted as, a one, as one thing. So, um, home, home movie, season three, home movie, season two, episode four, episode five, episode six. So, every episode of any TV show, Netflix original or otherwise, uh, counts as a, as a point of watch, okay? So if it broke it down by actual property, like didn't count, you know, if it only counted Breaking Bad as a single thing and not six seasons of, you know, 12 to 14 episodes a season, that would be a lot lower number. Anyway, uh, I have done, uh, let's see, let's go back to my very first thing. (laughs) The remains of the day. I don't know if I've seen that. I don't remember that. (laughs) <laughs> That's your first one is the remains of the day. Yeah, how can that be? Hold on. I don't even know what that is. I, it's a, uh, it's a, like a, a lady movie. I bet my wife watched it. I, I feel, remains of the day. Isn't that a western? No, it's like a what's her name movie. Uh, Jane Jane, Jane Austen thing. Oh, I don't know. Oh, it's um Emma Thompson and uh, the other guy. Yeah, the guy she was married to for a while. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins. Oh, not him then. All right, yeah, so it's a British, uh, British. Um, what do they call those rooms? Boudoir, a drama. Yeah, it's it's what's her? It's Jane Austen. So she, we know what she does. Okay, so my that was my my next one was the Wild Parrots of Telegraph Hill. What the frick is that? <laughs> well, you weren't the first one watching Netflix. Obviously, someone like asked you to sign up for the account. You did, and someone else watched it. Maybe Kim. my wife must have. All right, then then this starts to sound familiar. I got. Friday Night Lights season two episode something, a bunch of Friday Night Lights, super high me. What the frick is that? Uh, Mark Twain. Oh, that's a documentary. I remember that. That was very good. Uh, Dan in real life was my tenth thing I saw. Nice. There we go. <laughs> yeah. We all watched Dan in real life. You at least remembered it. Yep. So good on you. And then it starts to sound familiar. Hudsucker Proxy, Secret of Nim, Thirty Rock, Enchanted, Ratatouille, a uh, whole bunch of Thirty Rock. Holy shit. Uh, good Neighbors. Oh, the the the, the Good Neighbors. The the weird nineteen seventies uh, uh, British comedy. Uh, Pink Panther cartoons, Westworld, the movie. Yeah. Uh, let's see when when I can tell FilmSat kicked in. Hold on. Oh yeah, this is gonna be great because this all changes at the end of two thousand and nine. <laughs> it all gets weird. Yep. 
Ghostbusters, Soldier, A-Team, The Elephant Man. Like, it starts to get real weird. And keep that in mind. Like, I have a mandatory film and or TV episode I watch every week with Film Sack, so that adds to this number. Yeah. John, this is great. I'm glad you found this. This is amazing. Yeah, it's a fun little it's a fun little thing. And also makes me feel better when I do things like, I don't know if I ever saw the movie Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> oh, no, this is really familiar. I wonder when I saw it. And it turns out it was April 4th yeah. of 2009. And that's why it was not registering in my memory, because it was 11 years ago that I had watched it. It also occurs to me that this may count things you start and not finish. So if you just barely poked into something, like I started watching Rattlesnake the other day and it's not good. I watched maybe five minutes of it and then backed off and let's see if it counted it. Yes, it did. It, it also it. doesn't seem to show duplicates because right. I thought it would be fun to look up how many times I've watched, for example, uh, the pilot of Breaking Bad. Right. Uh, but it does not have any duplicates on here. Yep. So Yep. No, I can totally see that. Oh, boy, you can see my Star Trek rewatch phase in here. That got crazy. When I watched Shit's Creek for the first time. Yeah, this is this is cool, though. But, yeah, it's counting things you barely poke your head into, things you didn't finish at all, you may have accidentally clicked into, which could be Remains of the Day for me. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, that's fun to see. 11 years. No, sorry. 12 years of... Uh, well, tw 12 years a slave of Netflix is really what that says. I don't want to know what I paid for that either. So I'm getting it out also of it, uh, it also seems to put it in whatever you watched most recently. So if you if I were to watch Dan in real life, now the bottom of my list would be something different. And Dan in real life would be up near the top. So oh, it may not be extremely accurate to that. OK, so instead of the rewatch, it bumps it up to be current and removes it from its previous position. Yeah. OK. All right. That's pretty cool, though. Uh, unfortunately, I can't participate because I switched email addresses at some point and <laughs> it only goes back to 2017. Oh, man. 2017. So, we were doing core then. Yeah. The first thing I watched on the new account was Trailer Park Boys episode one. <laughs> uh, uh, take your little gun and get out of my trailer park. Nice. Nice. So, All right. That was, that was a fun little foray into uh, Netflix history. Thank you, John, for that. Hey, Blizzard uh, addressed the Warcraft 3 Reforged things. Um, they put up a statement, which I I don't want to get in trouble here, but it seemed kind of a non-statement to me. Um, kind of bummed me out. Didn't really address the, the major concerns people had. Addressed a few of them, I guess. But whatever, it's fine. That's that's what you get for PR. Uh, but anyway, they put up a thing. They made some promises. Said they were uh, sticking with the game. Going to make it all that it can be. Uh, promises of patches, that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, but not uh, they did not offer any of the features that they had decided to walk back from. So if you were looking forward to the redone cutscenes and new audio and all that stuff that was kind of initially on the table, uh, their their answer is uh, kind of sorry. Except they didn't really say sorry. They kind of just said, we're sorry if you didn't have the time you expected. Yeah, it's Which is a always a really weird. interesting way of saying it. It's like, oh, I, I'm sorry your expectations were so high. Yeah, I think Which, maybe they've had to apologize so much lately. Maybe they just didn't want to do it again. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. Man, 
Weird thing. Do I do I do the counterpoint then here? Yeah, because you know what? Let's talk about it for a second because Bo's been enjoying the hell out of Warcraft three, and I'd love to hear. I mean, your thoughts. Keep in mind, it's my first playthrough. I never yeah. really played. I never played at all Warcraft three prior to World of Warcraft. I jumped in at Burning Crusade. I've played World of War or Warcraft one and two, <laughs> Orcs and Humans and Tides of Darkness. Right, uh, that's what they're called. Yeah. Oh yeah. To, yeah. You got it. Kind of sh- I'm trying to show that you know I can get down with the. Warcraft crowd, no <laughs> mean things. Uh, <laughs> but um, I skipped Warcraft three. It was playing Planet Side, or just wasn't playing games at the time. Something like that. I don't know what. Uh, it was two thousands, right around that time. Sure. I lived in another city. Yeah, I was playing Planet Side for sure. Anyways, uh, so my first time playing Warcraft three, and I played. I played like all weekend. The campaign is long. I got through the main campaign. I'm playing the Sentinels campaign right now. And I think that's the first of the expansion content where you're uh, Maiev chasing after Illidan. (laughs) She's really, really angry. And it's an amazing experience. Like, I think the online community tournament stuff notwithstanding, this is a remaster. And remasters are almost always worse than you expect them to be uh and i include starcraft remastered in that i tried remastered i was not impressed with i'm you know what i mean like i'm just like eh, but it was exactly it was exactly what they had promised though like yeah starcraft 2 remastered was that and that was all we're watching final fantasy remake trailers and doom and resident evil and maybe uh, thing is the thing is maybe blizzard oversold it i didn't go back and fact check this but even if they did, all remasters are oversold. <laughs> like they're cashing in. And I didn't expect anything different from Warcraft. Having played the demo, whether it's different or not, yeah. I looked at it and said, Well, this probably is going to be a pleasurable experience. I enjoyed playing the Culling of Stratholme mission. When I played it in the game, it felt I didn't remember anything that felt too different about it, to be perfectly honest with you. I'm sure people who are analyzing it are correct about it, but at the end of the day, that game is still a good game with no changes to it. Like it's it's still a really good game. Like I'm most times I play remasters, I'm like, yeah, the graphics are upscaled, but still the aesthetic or the um just the 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 developer game player relationship are are um things of the past that we've moved past because we have conveniences, for example, like checkpoints or inventories or xp things that weren't in older games that diminish a remaster's enjoyment right mm-hmm. uh it's not present in this game it is every i'm sure it's every bit as fun today when i play it as if i would have first played it in the time that it came out um so i'm very happy with warcraft 3 mm-hmm. yeah um, i i think it i think it's a solid game like and that was that was kind of what i was trying to say last week which was it's you did. weird you to feel that. so yeah. disappointed in something that I had so much fun with. Mm-hmm. I think here's a bad analogy. Here's what I would describe it as. If if you were sitting there and you were going, man, I hate vacuuming. I want one of those little automatic vacuum Roomba things that will uh, vacuum for me. Mm-hmm. And somebody announced, hey, we're doing a new. It's going to be an automatic robot vacuum. It's going to go around the house and it's going to vacuum for you. And it's going to be great. And It's going to be super powerful. Great suction. It's going to get everything that you need done. And you're like, man, that sounds awesome. And then quietly to a small room of people, they were like, yeah, it's not actually going to be the robot. You're going to have to you're going to have to move it around yourself. Uh, and then they put it out that way. And you were like, oh, man, yes, I'm excited for my little vacuum robot. 
oh, it's not a robot. I have to actually move it around and use it like a normal vacuum. For people who just need a vacuum, that's great. It's going to be a great, powerful vacuum that you move around. If the reason you wanted it was for the automated, it's going to go around and do the job for you, that's no longer the product for you. And that's what this was to me. I've played Warcraft 3. It's a great game. I didn't need a just high-def version of it, and that's not what they sold to me. They sold to me, we're redoing a bunch of stuff, and here's a whole bunch of new features that they then very quietly walked back. And so at the end of the day, it it isn't a product that I wanted, and so I got a refund for it, and that's it. Um, it's not for me. For someone like Bo, in his situation, that's a perfect game. I don't want to put you on the spot or anything, but do you have an example of something they promised and didn't deliver that was egregious? Oh, I do. Upset you? I definitely yeah, do. Yeah, there's literally a side-by-side -side video for Culling a Stratham. You yeah, can just watch them watch play that. right next to each other, and it is night and day difference. It's not even a, oh, I can kind of see. It is exceptionally different. Yeah, um, and that, so, that was a, the, the, that was so such a selling point of this is what we're doing to this classic game. We were taking all that kind of stuff. And there's a lot of, by the way, there's a lot of conflation out there where people are like, well, they never said they were going to redo the CGI animation. I'm not talking about that. No one ever has mentioned that. That's not what we think they were going to do. What they said they were going to do, like that Calling of Strathholm demo that we all played at BlizzCon, they were going to take those moments and they were going to do all that kind of treatment to it. And then they didn't at all, including the very one that they had done that was there and playable. It just wasn't in the game. And so... For me, that's the number one thing. I was that that it, it's not so much that the game has a remastered sensibility to it in the normal ways, like okay, up-res graphics, we're running in 4K, it's widescreen, like that's all that's all you know baseline stuff. It's the other stuff that they had committed to that, like John said, they very quietly walked back a lot of it, uh, and in some cases didn't mention it at all, and then delivered a game that just wasn't the thing that they originally had said that they were going to do. And we also weren't very informed as a player base as to those things not being in there. So for me, the egregious change was that very thing, was the mm -hmm. the idea that these major story points that in the uh, original were you know a little bit old and a little bit janky, they were going to take this into a very cinematic way. And I'd look at that and go, now that's worth 40 bucks. I'll pay that for that because that's going to change. That whole story is going to be way more interesting to follow if they do this treatment throughout. And they sure, they didn't the, do any of that's it. The, that's the promise of like a game right now, like Final Fantasy VII Remake, where even today I'm like, are they going to bait us into thinking, spoilers for Final Fantasy VII right now, stop listening, fast forward. Are they going to bait us into thinking Aerith uh, will die in this story, but then kill off Tifa or something crazy like that. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Right. <laughs> like, you know, they, they do. Th so it's exciting, right? Yeah, it is. And, and if they do a facial remake, I won't be mad because clearly we can see that they've upraised the graphics and introduced new elements to the, like, it's a full reimagining of the game. So right. Right. we know we're getting that. So what I'm hearing, I guess, is that that was something that was an expectation set at some point. Yeah, if it wasn't and for that, we wouldn't even I wouldn't even game. care about this. If if all they'd have done on this is the same as they did with StarCraft 1 remastered, I would have said, "Okay, well that's what they said and so that's what we got." Like no because one ever complained about that because StarCraft 1 remastered was exactly what they said it was going to be. This isn't. This is just different so, than what they said. So I've two thoughts that I want to express as a follow-up to this Warcraft thing and this conversation. One is 
that um, Blizzard now has a pattern of being liberal with the good news and mum on anything that's going to be bad in terms of sitting down and telling us the product that we promise is not going to be the product that we deliver, transparency. The big one for me that pissed me off was not finding out that we weren't going to get a follow-up to Reaper of Souls when the expansion ended on a cliffhanger and still to this day is a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. And I've been waiting 10 years. Right. I think it's 10 years. Like, well, assholes. Wait. Like, uh, Reaper of Souls 2014. Okay, not 10 years. Not 10 but years. Feels like it. Though. I found <laughs> out news seven years six to seven years later yeah and not like a psa like we've stopped development for diablo 3 <laughs> you have to do that to people i've been waiting year after year watching blizzcon six years like we're gonna hear something we're gonna hear something we're gonna hear something and nothing and, and like that's if you want me playing your game year after year you've got to communicate good and bad news mm-hmm. all your games that's the kind of company you have sorry if you're not doing that then you're doing a disservice to people yeah um the second thought is my impression playing Warcraft and hearing all this news is why is there no Warcraft 4? <laughs> why the game is like to reemphasize that game is like nearly 20 years old. Mm-hmm. That game is better than 50% of the launches this year, even without the it's really fun, it's really well designed. You really see the inspiration that went into world of warcraft with how things jump you know from two to three and i know the graphics are up res so for someone who hasn't played it it seems better than maybe the original is and i didn't put on classic mode but they have a really good product here and they did move on to make starcraft 2 and this is the tinfoil hat maybe someone over there said why are we pouring so much energy into warcraft 3 when we could be making warcraft 4 in <laughs> That definitely <laughs> deserves the sound file. You, you know it was coming. And the only thing they missed was the thing they keep missing was we have to sit down and have a heart-to-heart with our fan base and tell them we have a really good reason for not for changing the direction of Warcraft 3 before it launches. Here's what we expect to actually launch with. We hope you'll stick around for us. And meanwhile, they're working on Warcraft 4, which they're going to announce this year. Wow. That's your that. prediction? Man. Whew. Holy crap. Uh, and I hope people you don't have to save anything there, in the fridge. There, no there may fall. never be a Warcraft 4, <laughs> but having just played Warcraft 3, I realize how stupid it is that there's no Warcraft 4 or that there's no RTS announcement, period. They are the best in class when it comes to MMOs, and they are the best in class when it comes to RTS. There's no company whose MMO or RTS, MMO in that RPG style, that I'd rather be playing. Oh yeah, no. Then the collected learnings of decades from that company. Right. And you know, we're doing remakes. Mm. Like, you know, I'm like we should just not have done more 3 reforged. We should just be working on Warcraft 4. You so okay, so it's let's say that that's the case or a new IP but RTS. Okay, well let, let, I I I, I let's go with that for a second and let's say that that's exactly what they're doing and maybe it is. Um I would only say that this launch and its blowback is bad for that theory. And if that is what's not for that theory, but for that execution, there is some they 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 now have a whole brand new bucket of bad blood to deal with because of this. And if you I think if they turned around in 6 months and said, "Oh, and we're working on 4," 
without at least acknowledging that, well, look, we kind of had to bunt, jump ship a little early and reforged and dump some features we know you guys were missing and we're sad about that, but here's why we did it. I mean, if they did that, then maybe, but I think that they that's an uphill climb now if they're well in development on 4. And also, I don't know if RTS makes enough money. There just aren't enough RTS games to, to justify it, and they don't sell enough, and StarCraft Two is not what it used to be, and neither... Nobody's doing well with RTS anymore. Just, so. like, I get that, and that's probably right. But that's such a that's such a cynical, almost non-Blizzard were the craftsman kind of thing. Like we don't do this genre because it doesn't make money. It's like we do the stuff because we're passionate about it, and what comes comes. Like, well, they also it, used to like be the company that puts it out when it's ready. And Warcraft Reforged, they're like, well, we're gonna patch it. Like I think we're attributing performance anxiety to the company when. I mean, maybe they have it, maybe they don't. I don't know, but they shouldn't. Mm. They should just do what they love. Are they too big to do that now? Is Activision in there? Like, I don't know. I, so many people talk like they know, and I feel like we have a well-informed person here more so than uh, a lot of the talking heads out there on the internet and redditors and all that. But um, they have really amazing properties and a really amazing pedigree, and they should just keep following their stripe if metallica wants to make an alternative album then that's what metallica is going to do so blizzard should just do whatever the hell they want yeah and and i know they have to worry about profits but like i don't care about their profits i just want to play a cool video game well and you don't care about cool video games see this like, is see this is the problem like it, it felt like for years that activision just kind of let them do their thing and i'm not saying i'm not one of the conspiracy people that thinks that that nowadays it's just activision calling every shot i, I don't think it's gone that far but if it got to a point where they're like, screw it, we just want to make what we want to make and we're not going to let any other outside thing factor, they literally can't do that because they're a publicly traded company and most of that company is owned by a different entity. Like they can't actually do that anymore. They could do this before the acquisition. They can't do it now. So I would worry mm. about that. Like I, I agree with you. That's what I want from Blizzard. I want them to just yeah. make what they want to make, cancel what doesn't work, start something new because it's great. Like, go back to those old values, go back to that way of doing things. But I think they literally are constrained and can't do that. The companies who have all, well, people who have left, like Pardo and uh, to some degree, uh, what's his name? Hearthstone guy, I forgot his name. Browder, not uh, Browder. Uh, not Browder, ben, the Hearthstone, uh, there's so many, for, but Brode. But ben Brode. Then, yeah. But Ben Browder, another uh, example, no. who just left. Like those guys are all going to go do projects and things where they feel like they have a, they can bring some of that part of the culture back, if it's gone, if it's truly gone. Um, I don't, I just don't see how they can fully like. There's no way that Jalen Brack can one day go. You know what the problem is? We're just not being ourselves. Let's be ourselves again. And if being themselves means screw money, I just want to make a cool video game. And the money will come. And I actually believe that's true. So I'm with you, by the way. I think it's absolutely true that that's what would happen if Blizzard really did it and leaned into it. Um, I think Activision, it, unfortunately, the relationships are there. The ownership is there. The constraints are there. So they can't do it. And that really bums me out because even if they wanted to, it would have to be with the blessing of Kodak and everybody else. They would have to all be on board with this idea that Blizzard needs to get off this leash and go do Blizzard. I just don't know how they maybe they do should it. stop announcing games at BlizzCon too while they're at it. Well, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's exciting for us as fans, but like it always seems to revolve around these, you know, difficult BlizzCon announcements these days. I'm just like, 
just to, just announce it when you're ready to ship, you know. I don't know, like other companies do. I just feel like maybe I don't know what the company's internal calendars like, but it does feel like they need to deliver something for BlizzCon all the time. And the years that they don't, it's you know, <coughs> well, right. it was the what one of the years I went and it was everyone was very upset. Yeah, the only two Orphia things was amazing, and I'm stick stick behind it that she's the best thing the hero to have been launched from Heroes of the Storm because they did something original. Yeah, I agree. And I really resented all the backlash about that because I. Yeah, I just, I mean, if you're part of the vocal majority, I guess you drown everyone else out. But man, that that sucks. Like those, are, I, I want to just see them do whatever they feel like doing, and not be punished by the the cottage industry that that rises around it. Anyways, I, I don't. I think Warcraft Three is like way overblown. I I believe this like that anyone who's making those observations is probably correct and i'm not disputing anyone's feeling about it right but i'm sentiment is fueled by the cottage industry around blizzard like it's made worse by not having rational conversations oh 100 agree yeah so they, they're doing everything right they've expedited refunds they're being polite they're talking about changes they're doing everything correct except for letting us know ahead of time which is a habit with the company to not sit us down and have one-to-ones with us when things are not going to get delivered mm-hmm. as they, the expectations they themselves set. It's like your dad saying, let's go play ball kid. And then he goes off to the bar and drinks and just for you're sitting there with your baseball glove waiting on the front step for dad. And he's not there. Oh my gosh. That's, that's what, that's what they're doing. I know, but tell that's me this isn't, doing. that's not a real story about you though. Is it? Tell me that's not about you. And your uh, <laughs> kind of. So oh, man. when I was, no, but when sad. I was young, I would work with my dad and stuff like that. But then, it, you know, with long days, like 10 hours working refrigeration. And then sometimes it stopped at the bar. I was too young to go in the bar. So like a dog, I was left in the truck to read Dune by Frank Herbert. Oh, yeah, you did tell Oh, right, you read before. Dune in the car. <laughs> and like, I didn't want to go into the bar. But right. I feel a way about it. <laughs> I'm just like, don't go to a bar and leave your kid in the car. Yeah. Books. That's just not, take them home. That's not or, good. I don't know. Go do something fun with him. You don't have to go to the bar. Yeah. Well, where I, I live, done. that gets you arrested. So <laughs> it does now. Yeah. Like, well, all right. Down yeah, here, you... if a kid gets left in the car, they die like instantly. Yeah. You don't live. Know. Your pets or yeah. your kids in a car in, Va- in Phoenix means your mother's a crackhead and forgot you were there and you die in the car. And don't drive drunk because. Yeah, yeah that's bad. Do My that. story also probably alluded to those putting the dots together. It's not good. Yeah. Wait a minute. Did he? Did was there a bad thing that happened? That I don't really. Oh my know god! That. Like twenty years ago, yeah. drunk driving was normal, especially for country folk. Yeah. Were you country? Yeah. Folks? I remember. I remember uh, my dad. He was drunk. He was driving. He's like, "Son, real men know how to drive." And back in the day, before all these damn laws, you don't ever tell a man that you're going to drive him home. You let him drive home. And we were following my great uncle on the road who was swerving like this. And we followed him the whole way home to make sure he got home. Mm. And there was a matter of pride that he couldn't, we didn't drive him home. We let him be a man and drive himself home. (laughs) But he was like this. And I was getting a light. Oh, I got tails, man. Like that. (laughs) We are on the internet. We are in echo chambers. Yeah. And we fail to realize that most of the world does not, are not smart <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i include people i know yeah. and and family and yes that's why i say the brain trust around blizzard stuff is full of dummies and you should not listen to it <laughs> you should listen to scott yeah you should listen to instance 
You should listen to you and guys too. Intelligent right? people. I, I really like the conversations I've had around this stuff with Blizzard lately because it's all been very measured and thoughtful and uh, interesting. And I've seen other points of view and and hopefully my points of view have been kind of gone across. Like it's been a great experiment in human communication for me over the last few weeks. And uh, that's awesome. But when I, when I turn to Twitter or I turn to emails or I turn to whatever, things get real weird, real quick and real strange for no reason. And Bo's not it's wrong. Remaster. Yeah. It's a nothing burger. Literally no other remaster in the history of remasters has garnered this much YouTube views and press and everything else. Like well, the le- the lesson that they should have learned. Okay, so there there's two things can be true at once. One, overreaction by the fan pay- base. 100% agree. That is always, it's always a dumpster fire for Blizzard fans. Every time, it doesn't matter what the severity is. That's absolutely true. The other thing that is also simultaneously true is I think they botched this launch by promising something they didn't deliver and they miscommunicated it all. And I think it's right and good that they give people back uh, their money if they felt like they did not get the value they wanted after poking their heads in there and it just wasn't enough for them. And that's okay. And that should be enough. Like, that's, I agree. That's, that's what enough. they're doing. I got my refund. I'm I'm happy. Yeah. Uh, good enough. Know, I mean, I'm not exactly happy. I, I wish Wait. a game came out that I liked, but... Um, didn't you lose Warcraft? I was listening to the instance and it was really unclear. <laughs> uh, so That scenario about um, whether if you have classic... You have to disconnect from the internet to use yeah, this. You, yeah, you, you do. You do. Which so. is that part's, but prior to the launch, you could have Battle.net launch the old client, right? Correct. Before the launch, you could play Battle.net. Well, so they, they they did an Overwatch too, basically. Kind of, except also, <laughs> yeah, a much longer period between them, I guess. But yes, kind of they did. Yeah, but yeah. it's a, it's an Overwatch twoification, which I think was also. I think that's a BS move. Yeah, I mean, to, to yeah. me, the the big issues are, you know, they say, well, we walked it back at 2019 because we walked it back to what we thought people liked. But even after BlizzCon 2019, where they supposedly said, hey, we're not doing some of that stuff we said we were going to, their website still said they were going to do that stuff. And to me, when you're taking pre-orders for a game and you're saying, oh, please give us money, here's the features we have, but you'll know these aren't going to be the actual features if you were at BlizzCon and watched this one specific panel or paid us more money to get a virtual ticket, then you're in the know. But otherwise, please give us money for a game that's not going to come with these features. I think that's a seedy practice. Yeah. Is it the end of the world? No. Does Blizzard have a major communication problem and this is the end result of it? Yeah, I think this was a, a big we, problem for them. Did we know Dance Studio was not coming? That was on the box, right? Uh, it was on the box. Dance Studio, I believe, is still on the Lich King box. If you if you have it, I believe it says new dances on the back. Uh, oh, I do have but, that. I actually do. Yeah, check it out. Look, look and see if you've got the promise of new dances. I don't know where that and went. It, it's it somewhere was here. a thing where it was going to be in there and it was going to happen. And then it was, well, it's not going to be at launch, but it'll come out during it. And then it'll be, ah, we're not going to make this expansion and people are still yeah. They also, they also had the dog. They had the dog fighting stuff on that same box, didn't they? You could fight in planes or whatever, or on flying. <laughs> uh, yes, aerial combat. Was aerial on combat. Yeah, that's not there. Turns yet. out, like, Lich King had a lot of broken promises, but it was a good enough expansion that it made up for yeah, it. Made up for so. it. Yeah, but like it, it just points to a history of like fun to deliver the good news, but sometimes you do also have to del- honesty and integrity go a long way, and I just. I think communication's everything. I just think that would solve all this stuff. They've gotten real weird with the tight lipness 
lately. And, and Blizzard's never been one for super duper good communication with player bases, but I did feel like they were getting better in recent years. And then this last, you know, well, swath Heroes of problems. Communication. They did. Uh, you they know. did. It varied, I guess, depending on what department you were dealing with. But from a leadership down kind of thing, I think the later Morheim years felt more communicative. And I think things got real tight lipped when Jalen Brack took over, not because he said, let's do it. I think it's just everyone's a little nervous and a little, you know, new setup, new structure, new whatever. They like, I fired think all those people. They fired a lot of people. Yeah, that's the other thing. And so they inherited and he inherited like a nuclear bomb and that Hong Kong happened shortly thereafter. Yeah, just, pretty much. He's probably yeah. been moving to one turd burger after another that he hasn't had really a fair crack to, <laughs> to be honest. one turd burger after another is a great title i may have to use it. just like can i just focus on making games He's like nope hong kong's in trouble blizzard has to save it we're, we're sucking nope warcraft 3 is terrible <laughs> like he's just like God. yeah it's i hate this job yeah it's got to be yeah. well congratulations on your promotion now please go out there and kill heroes of the storm and say you love china yeah <laughs> kind of that's kind of what it felt like right i mean just not yeah. to overly simplify it but so because of all that stuff, um, it, it's damaged that kind of communication stuff a bit. I think if they got back to being, just be honest with us and say, well, we thought we were communicating the fact that we were walking this stuff back in 2019 and our reasons for doing it at BlizzCon, but I guess that wasn't enough. We need to talk to you guys more directly and more often. Um, we should have done that. And we're not. We're going to try not to do that again. Like just, I'm not even just saying we want like just apologies, just in the process of all of this, say stuff like, well, we didn't do this because of these reasons. And give us real reasons. Like, there wasn't enough money. The people aren't here anymore. Whatever it is, like, I would so much more appreciate that than just this, uh, we believe truly that the next generation of gamers are going to really, you know, I don't want to talk like that anymore with people. I don't want this fake, like, and I'm not saying, if this is an industry-wide problem, by the way, everyone does this. That's why I'm, I'm, we're all a little concerned because we don't want our beloved Blizzard to be lumped in there with everyone else that just, you know, pushes out boilerplate. I mean, this copy. is an easy explanation. I'm watching the comparison now and I see one being like a machinima cinematic looks very well done versus just the, I guess, what was in the original, which was just top down view. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm immediately asking, why are we spending resources making cinematics for an old game? when we have like cinematic thirsty new games that like constantly need new stuff all the time. Like you're probably right. You're probably why they, that's and probably so they why could they just come back. out and say, we have lots of new games. We want to make cool content for Warcraft. is not worth it. We're just going to update the graphics. Uh, don't buy it. If you don't want that, we'll, we'll do refunds. There you go. Done over. I, I agree. And then, that's and then of it. course there'll be people on YouTube going, blizzard failed again but the trick is they're gonna do it anyways like that's just a thing you have so oh yeah they're gonna do that no matter what delay no. it or you can just you can um get ahead of it yeah the, these guys that are back. basically gaming alex jones type folks who who just yes. uh, have a youtube yeah. channel where their whole point is to say what's going on like, and just conspiracies and try to you know kick up dirt or whatever they're gonna do that no matter what and their entire livelihood depends on them continuing their freaking farce. So let them do it. The more part, the people that are really spending the money and the people that have, you know, the sense to, to get your games or not are the ones that you want to talk to and, and just bypass those guys. Who cares what they, they say? They're going to exist anyways. They're going to do it anyways. And when you have a slow week, they are finding it. When there's a slow blizzard week, they pick on some other developer till you know, they have a 
story to climb on to. So. I'm going to get some email tomorrow. Someone's going to say, I heard you bagging on all the YouTubers. I guess that includes my favorite guy. Well, I'll be under, I'm going to get heat for it. You watch. Oh, it's all of them. Give me the heat. It's YouTubers, Twitch streamers, podcasters, you name it. There's a cottage industry of people making money or pseudo making money, uh, trying to doing tabloid press and it centers around blizzard yeah, and if blizzard weird. doesn't mess up they don't eat yeah it's a good point you want to listen to people who whose livelihood depends on on shame like shaming companies and stuff like that it's ridiculous see look at that you wouldn't do it for news or maybe that's why we're used to it like if you take gaming as a microcosm of the political climate everyone's just i guess thinks that's normal and <laughs> not journalism that's why i bag on gaming journalism it's literally nothing. I mean, a lot of it is just check out these new screenshots. Like there's, there's nothing that newsworthy about games until the game developers themselves decide to show you cool stuff. I don't know. I'm, there's a few exceptions. I think Jason Schreer is pretty, pretty rad. And that no clip guy does really good work uh, on the documentary. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah and, and like, there are great people who do really responsible really they're building something i think when you you earn a living tearing things down like you have to take a look you're trying to build something up like all these channels i have a t-shirt here's my new logo i'm building up my brand by shitting on another one like and it's just like maybe do that some of the times when the criticism warranted we do it here but if you build on that like i don't want to that you know what i mean like you you if you put that energy out into the world, then you're responsible for that. I just think, I just, sure. I just don't think it's like we can just look at Blizzard and say like, it's all on them. I think they, there is a real problem that they don't have control over. That's just part of the world we live in today or the services we have now. Yeah. And it makes, it makes me sad. And it actually, it really irritates me because part of it is they have to live up to a version of themselves that they, whether or not they're still that company or even if they reach that, it doesn't really matter in the places you're talking about. It won't matter. Like, well, and the worst part is, is, is all these algorithms. So like, don't watch it if you don't like it. Fine. But then YouTube recommends it. Twitter recommends, like they show me tweets of people I don't follow to having conversations about this stuff. Oh, and yeah. It, my, to anybody who watched phone. the linked video that I put in the chat comparing old versus new congratulations youtube is now going to recommend tons of videos because this is the only one i watched and now i see it you're going to get a ton of recommendations about how blizzard is ruining the world today like that's just now popping up constantly in my youtube recommends and it's like that's not what i wanted to see i wanted to see to make sure that my memory was right of what i remember from blizzcon versus what is actually coming out and now that algorithm has decided to feed me nothing but Here's why this person hates this person today. Yeah. And it's been a frustrating thing because I had reached my fatigue of just being mad at Blizzard because right when this happened, and I also wanted to write it off and just go, oh man, of course you're not happy with it. Like who, who cares? You're not happy with anything. But I do think there's some genuine things to criticize here. And there is some genuine problems here. And I, I do think that this is a case where they should be called to task. Yeah. But uh yeah. that's that's tricky you know that's the way it goes well that's anyways i kind of hijacked our conversation sorry no it's that. all right it's all right it's all it's all good it's uh it's out there we're talking about it how about nvidia's geforce now being out of beta it's only 4.99 a month guys uh i feel like they've been doing that since well actually i know they have 
So, John, back when we were doing XP, the experience points thing, yeah, we were messing around in uh, NVIDIA's uh, GeForce Now service. Oh, were we? Yeah. I didn't even realize that. Some of those games were, were from that, and we were playing them on. I was capturing directly from a, um, what do you call it? What do they call those things? The GeForce or the NVIDIA the Shield. Shield, the Shield, NVIDIA yeah. Shield, yeah. It's a pretty nice piece of hardware still. I still have the best Netflix quality on that thing than anything else I own. It's crazy. I don't know why. It just has a great like video processor in it or something. But anyway, um, that was like 2014, 13? Yeah. It was a long time ago, and now I guess I thought it was just gone. But apparently that thing's been in beta since then and is now officially out. So if you want to go spend five bucks a month, you can basically have Stadia. <laughs> uh, yeah, except for games you already own, so you don't have to go out and buy them again. Right. Uh, which is pretty great. And also, and this is going to sound like we're shilling for it. We're not. No. But this is the this is the news. Uh, apparently there's also a free trial going. So you don't even have to do the $5 buy-in at the moment. Uh, I am oh. going to try it because I'm very curious about it. I'm curious how it works and, and how it's going to go. And uh, from the early impressions I read, I haven't played it myself. Uh, it's good. It's pretty It's pretty sweet. So I'm going to give it a go and see how, how it all works. Yeah. So this, is, this is Stadia streaming. Kind it's of. game stream. Yeah. I mean, yes. Yes, 100% that's what it is. It's, I almost feel like they've been sitting on this beta for a while to see how things would play out. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, wait until Stadia hits. Wait until we see what pricing structure looks like. Kind of get an idea what Microsoft's going to do with xCloud, blah, blah, blah. And then sneak in and go, hey, you know us. We're the biggest name in GPU and blah, blah, blah. Video games, consoles, and PCs. And then they put out you know, a service that's very competitively priced with a pretty proven track record on the tech, I think it's kind of great <laughs> that they're, Man, that they're the getting involved. Uh, what's the cryptocurrency angle going to do when, <laughs> when we stop buying video cards and we stream our game? Well, that already ended, right? Like, didn't the, So what happened there was, if I understand this right, and someone's going to correct me on the details, but overall my understanding is this. When the cards were getting munched up by the market because people wanted to use them to crunch Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies... That was true, and that was happening. You couldn't get a card to save your life, and they were going for way too much money and all that. But then both NVIDIA, ATI, and other card manufacturers started putting out cards that were great at crunching for Bitcoin but didn't have any of the video stuff. That, oh, so just the features you want out of them and right. they served that market. And, and now it's like all play, Now it's all smoothed out is my understanding. Oh, okay. I could be wrong, but I think that's where it's at Interesting. right now. I have a friend who does this, and he's, that's what he tells me, but... That's yeah, little... I don't know anything about it other than that. it was hard. Prices were going up for video cards, and I was like, "Oh man, <laughs> I'm thinking Bitcoin, yeah, stupid Bitcoin. crypto guys taking all my money or taking my video cards. I can't find a video card." I mean, there's there's still some cards that are. I mean, you could argue are too much money, but you know they're plentiful. You can get them. It's not like the price. I'm glad they have do. their own product because I think if everything goes streaming, maybe they just buy ten thousand Xboxes or something. Also, you just don't hear about it as much. Like I don't hear about people going crazy with like card farms, just farming coin all day. I maybe I, somebody out there still doing it. I don't. Is anyone making millions uh, out of it? Or I just like the way you said that farming coin all day. It's just very <laughs> broy. Just like, hey, bro, you want to go farm? Some go coin? farm some yeah. coin. 
<laughs> in Scott's mind, it's like farm simulator. <laughs> That's farm. That's coin. great. Farming Sorry, coin. man. I'm just thrashed. I was up farming coin all night. Uh, you know how it is. So <laughs> I like this. You don't need to ray trace crypto. No. <laughs> No, you don't. That turns out you don't at all. In fact, that's what that was what's so sad about that. All those video cards were not being used for their abilities to push polygons and run shaders. They were just they just want the processing power. Yeah. I mean, that's really it. So Yeah. It's kind of a bummer. Anyway. Well, I mean, good for us, but I mean, if streaming actually pans out, I don't know. There's a big push for this, man. It's not just like Stadia in a in a in a in a silo. Mm-hmm. Just looks like a weird ploy to try something new that's not like gimmick, right? Mm-hmm. But it's everybody except, as far as I can tell, Sony and Nintendo. Mm-hmm. That Amazon is rumored to be working on something. Google Stadia is a thing. Xbox is into it. There's others like Nvidia's got a thing. Yeah. Like, do you think this is like um what do they call that? Like a flavor of the month kind of thing? Like a Oh, like a, you think this a, peters out? Because I mean, that's that's everyone's reaction a year ago, right? Streaming bleh, latency, like <laughs> I love it. But you all those but, and I said the same thing. I, I'm that guy. I'm that guy. Latency. I'll never do this. Um, but like, <laughs> but like, those people are professionals and know what they're doing, and they've been they've been they've been pitching this snake oil. Like for a good year, a couple of years now, right? So, yeah, no, I think it's. I think there's to a, it? Like, yeah, there is something to it. I, but to me, it's like VR. There's definitely something to it, and there's a future in it. But there's some iteration that needs to happen. There's some the settling of what business plans look like, and how consumers get what they get, and how good is it, and is is the tech up to snuff? And if it isn't yet, then a few more iterations to go yet, and that sort of thing. So it's long game, like you were saying earlier. I really do think that that's true, but I don't think it's this year. It certainly isn't next year. It's probably not for another five, six years before we see truly what that landscape might look like. Until then, it's going to be a mix of, you know, mostly people saying, well, I'm just going to keep getting my, you know, PC players especially, just going to keep getting their games on Steam and Epic or wherever else they get it. And um, I'm not going to stream this stuff or whatever. Until the steak really tastes like steak. And what's the difference? Yes, yeah. Joe Pantoliano. Yeah. Right now, it's like no, we definitely know it's not steak, but the Pepsi test is coming, gamers. That's one of the great. Mo- that's one of the great things Joey Pants gave us in this life. Yeah. Other than his amazing yeah. work in uh, The Sopranos, but he is great, and I love that guy. But that's one of the great things he ever did was to say it looks like steak, it smells like steak, tastes like steak, but he knows it's not steak. We have to get to a place where these games as services like that have to be so much like steak that it doesn't matter. That was my favorite quote from The Matrix right after uh, There Is No Spoon Neo from Morpheus. (laughs) From Morpheus, yeah. No, it's the kid that says There Is No Spoon. He's sitting with the kid. If there's one thing I learned about this episode is is we all remember The Matrix I do. <laughs> I've watched that movie like a hundred times. Neo is like trying to bend the spoon. The kid can bend it, and he's like, "Do you oh, think do that's this. a spoon you're bending?" <laughs> mm-hmm. And he says, that "Trinity." The trick is there is no spoon. <laughs> and then, all right, that's funny. Hold on a second, though. You know, that reminds me of something. I was watching um, Apocalypse Now for, with Tom Merritt for a thing we were doing. I love and, the smell of napalm in the morning. Yes, that's a great movie. And uh, it really holds up, by the way. It's amazing how good that movie looks in the year we're watching it. But anyway, 
uh, the young gunner who turns out was 14 when he filmed this, but the kid that plays the the skinny uh, gunner, big gun on the back of the boat, is Morpheus. Is freaking uh what's his name yeah lawrence fishburn's in that yeah right? they yeah. call him larry yeah. fishburn in the credits and he's literally 14 15 while they're filming this which is nuts i, re- I remember that i watched it a long time ago so i need a refresher you should watch it it's so good man it's good it's a classic film it holds up like nothing else it's amazing don't know how they did it exactly but they did it we're gonna right. start a list here uh, apocalypse now the big lebowski robocop the matrix <laughs> Wait, Mad Robocop. Robocop. Yeah. Get on the list. Robocop is a class. That is a I love Robocop. I mean, I'm not gonna argue. I'm just not sure how he got here. I love I just kind of came out of nowhere. You just snuck <laughs> Robocop in this. We didn't talk about it, but I think um Apocalypse Now is bringing back like film school uh, memories. Mm. And in film school, oh, this academic, we had to write a paper on the title card of Robocop and what it how it reflected society really as some postmodern title card you look at yes and see the way the letters zoom in to the screen it says robocop <laughs> and you can see the postmodernism happening in the shibibidi boo and write a 10 page paper citing sources about that how sucks. this is a post oh it was horrible I'd, i the I better was assignment would be to do up. that for the commercials in there, the <laughs> fake commercials. I had my hand up every class five times asking clarifying questions of this uh, bullshit. And and like I get nosebleeds in class, so I'd be there with the big Kleenex on my nose. I'm like, excuse me, <laughs> excuse me, I don't understand why are we focused on the title card? Uh, <laughs> I, and, and like everybody in the class, every time I had my hand up, would look at me with hatred in their soul. And I'm like, I don't care. I paid tuition. I'm asking my questions. Screw yeah, you guys. Can I tell you guys something a little embarrassing about RoboCop? Maybe it's understandable. Yeah, go for but it. But when I was a kid and watched that movie, because I watched that movie, you know, at the age it came out on VHS. So I was young. And uh, I thought that, uh, what's the name of the board game? Is it Thermonuclear War or something like that? Mm. There's a board game where it's all about nuking your family. Oh, in that movie, I thought, man. I thought it looked like the most fun board game ever, and I asked my parents for it constantly. But you didn't know it was a fake board game. I didn't though. know it was a joke. That it was a... So I would just, my parents would be like, we're going to Walmart. I'd be like, buy Thermonuclear War because we need to play it. Okay, well, there. I mean, I... they look. Did your parents hate that? <laughs> no, my parents didn't know. They went and they said they didn't have it. Like, so either they knew I was asking for a thing that was fake and they just didn't want to have that conversation with me, or they thought I knew what I was talking about, went to the store and was like, I don't know. They don't have the thing he asked for. Well, uh, I would have played it if it was real. I like uh, fake fictitious stuff that looks better than real things. Yeah. That looked awesome. Also, everything about that movie's great. Robocop's great. Let's not beat around the bush. It's fantastic. Robocop 2 is garbage. 3 is worse. And that new remake was okay. I'll yeah, put it out. The there. hand thing is really weird, though. Yeah, it was weird. But the hmm, I really liked uh, uh, Michael Keaton in the new one. He was yeah, that bad guy. He was great. That. But that sentence could have ended at, after the word Keaton, and it still would have been true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like I think if you, I think there, it was a pile of ten turds on the ground, and Michael Keaton was in it, you'd be like. 
I hate that turn was bad, but Michael Keaton was great. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really happy, Michael. I really like this turn because of Michael Keaton's in it. He's just like, look at these turns. And you're like, you're great. Look at you. You're just, you're in a bad situation, but you're making the most. There were other things like, what's his name? I kind of like him. I can't think of his name now, but he's Samuel L. Jackson. No, the other, no, I hated that part. Um, the the guy that played RoboCop is he's in The Killing and a bunch of other cool stuff. He's a good actor. He's in what's his name? Um, Rimmelman? No, no. He's Joel something. Joel. Joel. He's the altered carbon guy. Joel yes. Himmerman. Joel him not Himmerman. Joel Kinnaman. Kinnaman. Oh, Kinnaman. He's great. He's okay. He's great. He, he looks like if I googled person. <laughs> <laughs> wow what an attack no it's not an attack it's completely middle of the road i mean See, the thing is yeah. i think he's great i think the material he's in he, he could do better he's great in hannah he's great in um i haven't seen uh, hannah i Hannah's, can't speak to that yeah hannah's great the tv thing is very good uh i, I like the that. movie too but the uh, uh what uh what's the other thing i just saw him in Oh, that thing oh, on the, uh, the Apple carbon? TV. No, the Apple TV show he's in, the one about alternate history about the space program. Um, oh, that could be good. Yeah, it's I very good. That. That's a, it's the, uh, what's his name? Oh, I can't think of any names tonight. Who made who who made Battlestar Galactica? Who is the, the, um, sh- the guy oh, from Deep Space Nine? Yes. His last name Moore, something Moore. Moore, Ronald Moore. Ronald yeah. Moore is uh, did this this uh, thing whatever it's called the, the alternate space thing and it's very good and he's kinnaman's great in it he's great it's nothing wrong. for all I, mankind yeah, i will admit yeah. it could be that i haven't seen him in much because i haven't seen any of these things except the remake of robocop and but the, he just he has a look about him that like i said it looks like it would be the result if you googled the person he's also good in the, at least season one of the killing where he is a cop but he's like an ex-drug addict cop who's clean now but looking pretty rough and You'd never know he's from Sweden. He's got this amazing American like street accent. He's just he's good. I like that guy. I think he I think he'd make a great war boy. Oh, he'd be a pretty good war boy, yeah. In the new uh, Mad Max film that is being worked on. I'm so excited. He looks like he could play uh what was the name of the protagonist from the new Red Dead game? Oh, nice transition. Can I use that as a transition? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Even though I'm not answering your question. Hold on. Uh, yes, let me answer that question by talking so about... That's like, thank God. Get some back to video game. <laughs> not the Irish guy, though, right? That's not you, man. No, no. Just the generic cowboy man. Oh, your main the, guy. The uh, guy. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, uh, Marsden. Greg? No. <laughs> <laughs> give Greg. <laughs> it was weird they didn't give him a full name, and he's just known as the cowboy Greg. What's the his whole freaking Greg name? The Wild West. What's his name? Marsden. No, and John no, Marsden's the, the other guy. Uh, he's in it, but it's not him. It's uh, Ballyhoo Bickwich. <laughs> Ballyhoo Bickwich. <laughs> I really want to remember his name. He was. He ended up being great. I thought he, he also great. looked very generic, but he is great. He, he turned out he was great. Fantastic. Okay, I, uh, so I can think. Of, I'm thinking of not not Dutch. Dutch is the is his boss. Yeah, Dutch. I'm looking it up. I won't Arthur say Morgan. You, you know how I did it. Arthur I got, Morgan. I got I got Dutch. I got Dutch in my head going. Arthur, come over here. Arthur, we need to get this shit done. Arthur Morgan. Like I can hear him saying it now. Yeah. I love Dutch, dude. Let me tell you boys about something. When I oh, I just love. Yeah. Oh, I got go always the time for a speech. Yep. Now, but now we've had some hardships. <laughs> granted, <laughs> if I could take the place of any one of them boys. <laughs> 
Oh, Dutch. Gosh dang it. But yeah, Arthur Morgan. What, why, what were we talking about him for, though? What was his deal? Uh, the dude... <laughs> this is our segue into whatever. <laughs> the, dude we were, the dude we were talking about could play Arthur Morgan. Oh, okay, okay. In a movie. Five-minute segue. That's right. That's what it is. So, uh, big news. This actually is kind of kind of is big news. Rockstar Games boss Dan Hauser and co-founder uh, is leaving the GTA and Red Dead developer uh, now. And he wrote Red Dead Redemption 2. He's hugely, he's huge there. That's that. He's your guy, Doug Hauser or Dan Hauser. When you hear that name, you're supposed to go, oh yeah, big time video game man. And he's like a medicine equivalent. Yeah, he's out of there. For, maybe even know, more, maybe even more so. Um, in, in there, well, context. Yeah, his, his, he's a founder, I guess. Or, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Co but yeah. splitting hairs, I think he's the VP of creative, which I think is their storytelling department. You know, yeah. he's a the man with the vision. Yeah, and he's out. He's been doing this for a while. I mean, it's it, is there a sense that he was unhappy, or is it just you know, is it just time to go on and do something else? I guess so. Uh, it's kind of like the part of the article I read said he took some time off for a year. Oh, did so a sabbatical. That could he? be could be new interests, and it could be he's ill and just not being public about. It. You know, there's a lot of reasons someone might take some time off, or he could just be like, "Man, I'm rich and I want to enjoy some of this money instead of." crunching so yeah see maybe he um going to tibet maybe he he found himself on that sabbatical you never know he went fishing <laughs> i don't know what he did anyway <laughs> that's what he's gonna do he's gonna join uh dick cheney and fly fishing there you go but he's definitely not going to come back and work on any more gta or red dead properties or anything else to do with rockstar he's done uh as far as i know it's an amicable uh parting i don't they don't say just that he's mm -hmm. going so there's that um, we didn't mention it earlier, but it, may, it bears mentioning here about people leaving and joining things. Rod Ferguson, head of Gears of War development for the last 15 years. Well, he, he's head of co Coalition, but has worked on Gears for 15 years, is yeah. leaving and is now going to join Blizzard as the Diablo lead, which I thought like they the, had one. Didn't they have one? They got a new one. <laughs> Because they just yeah. had that guy on stage going, I'm the lead for the deal, and here's the thing we're doing. And then now, Oh, you're talking about that? Oh, I, I kind of like that guy. I, I did too. It was like Enrique um, Valdemato or something like that. Some kind of name like that. I don't know if there's any news about him departing, or perhaps he's focused in on a department. This news really excited me, because yeah. I think Gears of War is a great franchise. This is a senior guy. That guy might still be the lead because the words they use are like oversee and lead. Mm. So he, they might have created a position above that that's more of a public facing person and, you know, high level direction, a mm. commissioner, if you will. Mm. Um, so that's the structure might just be in place. I don't know. But I was really stoked because Gears of War is a violent, bloody franchise yeah. that has lots of F bombs and likes to be edgy and bro down. And I think that aesthetic i don't think he's going to come in here and turn diablo into gears of war i'm not worried about that <laughs> this is marcus phoenix all of a sudden in sanctuary going like get down dom mm -hmm. um but like it's it's you know come on out of the way come on <laughs> f bomb um but like <laughs> so you what just, you're saying you is say confirmed john john dimaggio confirmed as a voice actor in diablo 4 that's what you're saying okay yeah got it. but like i'm pretty sure that this is a good this is a nice fit this is an exciting uh yeah it seems good shore up that thing. team and uh make a really really great diablo game how about that yeah 
All right. Well, yeah, so they've got a CD Projekt Red guy, and they've got the Gears of War guy. I think we're. I think that game's going to be pretty damn good. I'm time, pretty excited for it. Yeah, I'm hopeful. Time will tell. Let's talk about our week in gaming. I gave Breakpoint another look. Still has a bunch of issues. Uh, this is uh, Rainbow, or not Rainbow Six, uh, uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint is the, is the game. Um, for those not caught up in what that is, it's basically a sequel to Wildlands, the 2017 shooter, uh, similar shooter. And um, it's got most of what it needs to be great, but it's got some weird bugs and problems still, even this well into its existence. It came out in October. And uh, I still check in there here and there. I think it still has issues. It still kind of have a, has a bit of a focus problem. Um, it's getting better, though. And that Terminator event they did is pretty rad. So I'll give them that. Um, but I, <clears throat> I have hopes they'll keep tweaking on that thing because I really like um, the last one. I like Wildlands a lot. And it also launched in kind of rough shape and really shaped up over, over some time. Um, and so I think that maybe that'll happen here. So anyway... Give him breakpoint another look. Can I ask you a, a question that I feel is right up your alley and go. in fact may be inspired by you? Yeah, go. Considering John Bernthal plays the final boss of that, do you find it too easy to hit him in the ears? Oh my god. One of these days, John, a whole bunch of muscly actors are going to show up at your house and be like, we heard you were talking crap about it. I'm riffing on Scott. I want all the anger to go to him. Yeah. He's the one. I'm the one That's that always him. says, I'm on the one that always says, like, on set, he has to have three trailers, one for him and one for each of his earlobes, things like that. So I, I admit it. I kind of I kind of make that a, a dumb deal. He's a cool looking dude. But yeah, as far as I know, the hitboxes do not extend any further out because of his ears, as far as I know. Oh, okay. That's good. I think we're okay. I've not gotten that That'd far in the funny. game, so I don't know. Maybe uh, you have to knock off some of the ear to reveal the spot. <laughs> I can do. <laughs> I just think the graphically, it's awesome. The shooting in that game feels really good. I love sniping in that game. I love sneaking around and popping people in the head, and I love getting new guns. I like. There's so much to like about it, but there's just something off about its structure, and I hope they keep working on it. Uh, and I played a ton of card games, uh, and I mean a ton of them. Uh, well, I was shocked to hear you're playing Arena. Yeah, I played. Uh, yeah, I played Arena, Magic Arena. I actually, that's right up there with what I enjoyed the most this week. That thing's real good. Um, mm -hmm. I agree. And I, it's a slick package, a little laggy, but a little bit, a very slick package. They've learned a lot from the era of Hearthstone, where things need to pop and you know have personality and all that stuff matters. And the games in the past, when Magic's ever tried to do like iterations of their digital versions, they've always been a, a little dry, a little boring, a little lame. This is not that. This is a very cool iteration. It's very cool. I think Arena is good. Um, I'm excited to see that come to other platforms because I would like to play that on a phone or a tablet when I have free and time. And they're very generous to do players uh, in terms of that progression that they do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's possible that I, I play that for a good long time. It's possible as long as you can kind of get a deck together yeah to even just play best of ones for gold and you can grind gold into gems and just be free to play player yeah it's it, it works really well it's Their pretty generous very nice. yeah it's very nice it's a lot less uh, if it makes hearthstone seem downright stringent on when you get things and how you earn new decks and stuff mm -hmm. uh so it's pretty strong um so i played that i played a bunch more eternal which is another game i respect a lot i like that game it's kind of a weird if you could take Hearthstone and Magic and come up with a middle ground, I think that's what that game is. 
um because it's got things uh, basically it's the equivalent of 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 mana or you know land um in terms of of a currency that builds out your power and stuff but it also has a lot of sort of hearthstone sensibilities it's it's a cool game but the Uh, one go ahead no i was gonna say the one that really jammed for me though and i'm a little surprised by it and it just started so we're early but the open beta for legends of runeterra uh that thing's real good as far as i'm concerned i really like it now i am not some kind of ccg expert i'm far from it everyone knows i suck at these but i do like them when they're done well i prefer duck builders generally speaking but once in a while one of these grabs me and man this thing really grabbed me hard and i don't know anything about these league of legends characters that they have in it i don't know nothing about that universe um, but I think Riot has a legit chance to be a major competitor with this card game. It's very, very fun. How did you feel about, because last time I saw it, the cards turned into these massive squares on the board, and that really bugged me. Does that, does that bug you at all? Or They only do it during attack and defense um, phases, so oh, okay. a little bit like, you know, like Hearthstone, you're always, I mean, sure, when you put out a minion, it may be asleep until the next thing, unless it has charge or something, but... Uh-huh generally in hearthstone you just attack whatever you want wherever you want whenever you want to unless they have taunt then you got to attack them but basically you know you kind of don't ha- you're not limited to what you can attack and when the way rune terror works a little more like magic i guess or a little bit more like in- eternal but you 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 can only attack every other uh turn so you can't just attack willy-nilly anytime you want to and you kind of want to think about what you're setting setting up to attack so when you lay your cards out at first they're laid out just like cards but then when you get to attack phase and you decide to go ahead and attack when you lay them out and put them on the board it creates kind of a laning system um and so if you're going to defend a say block right you have to put you have to position blockers in front of them unless you have a special card that lets you block anywhere you want and so it makes it a power of a card but you, but the, when they go out and go schlunk as like big boards with art on them, there, the other the opponent now has a blocking phase where they have to decide. All right, well, I'm going to put this guy here, this guy here, this guy here, and positions matter. Like, okay, so board position is a factor. Yes, in this game. and it's a little board game like that. That part of it, that phase of the game, um, yeah. but it's very quick. They do the attacks and then they they morph back into cards, and you're back to you know. Because you know, in magic, it doesn't matter. You, you do pick attackers and blockers, but it doesn't matter where they physically are on the table. Correct. But and in this one, it does. It There's does layers. matter here, okay. yes. Which is, I okay. feel like a little bit of a... Uh, what, what was the the Dota one that didn't work out? Um, Artifact. Artifact. Artifact tried to do kind of a laning thing, but that was more like... They had a laning sp- thing, but they had three boards. Yeah, it was three boards, and it was and weird. they had lanes in all of them. I mean, I, I followed it for a while. I thought it looked like a cool game, but I guess it wasn't. I never tried it. People <laughs> did not love that game, even though it was the Magic I loved the, the little dragons back. flying around and being cute and stuff. I mm-hmm. thought that was pretty awesome. Um, that's the other thing I'll say about this. Polish-wise, like animation and polish on this is really good. You can tell Riot is, you know, through all their best stuff at this. It looks mm-hmm. really good. Everything really pops. The music's great. The cards have personality, all that stuff I was saying earlier. Like, I don't think you can do a card game and and be serious about it now without all of those trappings, and and they're definitely doing that. I guess I'm just surprised. I didn't think I was going to think that much of it. I just thought I would mess around a little and go, well, that seems all right for league fans or whatever. Um, I think it's more than that. I think it's very, very good. It's also not a a random pack deal. 
think it's a progression-based unlock system. Did you it is. experience any of that? Yeah, and that all that that feels generous. Now I don't know what to compare it to, so I don't I don't really know if it's being generous. But it feels like every time I finish a game, I'm getting stuff. Like I just I'm always getting something. Um, the the progression unlocks feels a lot like a battle pass, but apparently that's not a thing. Well, the way they're going to make money is cosmetics and board designs. So the current default board in the beta is just, um, what's the name of the battleground in Legion or in, Le- in League? What's it called? Um, Summoner's Rift. Summoner's Rift. So it's basically based on those kind of art assets and stuff, like the, the look of it. Yeah. Um, they're going to have, you know, a huge amount of those that you'll, that you'll oh, buy with different currency. cosmetics and stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> cosmetics for that, cosmetics for the little creature thing i forgot what they're called but it's hanging out on your side and on the other guy's side um card i guess there's going to be card skins and other stuff so and backs of course backs are are no-brainer but i feel like their their model may, may be way less about hey buy some packs of cards and hope you get a good thing and way more like you're just playing to earn and so have fun but also do you want Ooh, you sick of that board you want to buy this board like it'll be more like that hmm. which i like i like that better um I don't. Like, I think it's a smart play because the Hearthstone and Magic model, while generous, requires you to play ungodly amount of hours. Yeah. That's kind of why I quit Arena because it was fun to play, but I felt like it was chores. And right. I'm like I'm not into that. Yeah. I have other games like to play. A job. Yeah. But so I'm, if you kind of log in and just get your cards mm-hmm. and optionally buy, that's better. You should. I think I, that's better I, for them. What I need is one of you or both of you to try it so that I can. I just need some other people I know and trust's opinions because I think I really like it, but I don't know why I do. I mean, I've heard good things about it. So I, I my opinion of the general consensus would be positive because most of the people I've interacted with have had good things to say. But I'm not a huge card game player, but mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know. I dabble in Hearthstone enough that I might give it a go. What I like about it is it feels like it's leaning into tactics and turn-based elements more than just it being a card game if that makes sense it's hard to explain like the aesthetic of that is so leaned into with hearthstone this feels more like you're setting up scenarios of attack and and defense and and honestly the way i'm describing it i normally don't even like that sort of thing necessarily i mean maybe i do like XCOM wise i do i guess when it's that kind of tactics and that kind of turn-based but there's a little bit of that in here too, I guess, maybe. Um, I don't know. I You guys should try it. It's free. It's an open beta. Um, I have it on some authority. I can't talk about, but I know somebody who I know who would know says that we're going to see mobile versions very soon. See it on tablet soon. See it on Mac soon. Sure. All that stuff. Yeah. That's not surprising. Yeah. Um, um, anyway. I don't know. We'll see about that. I had a little bit of a, I've, I've backed away from the JPEG brawler. Um, <laughs> mainly because of arena actually because yeah. i was playing that for a while and really enjoying it we talked about it on the show but my mouse was starting to hover on the spend a hundred dollars to get a pile of packs because i wanted to yeah. build a specific deck and there's no way i'm gonna build it you know what i mean yeah. and i'm like i've yeah. been down this magic road before i don't want to spend two hundred dollars every four to eight weeks on virtual i can't do it so so maybe this would be so, more for you then because this isn't this is more like well, heroes they're gonna find another way to get me I, i'm very weak no uh, i understand you know, i understand they gotta I make play black money. desert online and i gotta buy 20 dollars dress <laughs> how did you make that michael jackson by the way how was that oh, I, thing I didn't, I didn't make it oh i thought that you made just, it 
No, but no. Uh, let's not dispel the legend that we've created on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I just posted it because I saw it. <laughs> Some, I guess, I don't know. I guess everyone thought I made it, but I, I didn't. I was just sharing a, a meme, but it didn't look like a meme. So my bad, everyone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting. But you can build things like that in, in Black Desert Online. I think I'm being bot followed because my follows are freaking out on Twitter. That that's is. what chat room's saying. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, I'm looking at it on the screen. It's just one after another. Boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom. It's been boom. going for a while. Yeah, I think I'm getting bot botted. Why would someone do that? I don't know I don't what know. the point Make of that is. a little graphic appear on the screen constantly. Like, yeah. I can see if somebody paid to have that, but I know Scott hasn't done that. No, so hell no. Why are you like, well, let's just test out our bot by following some somebody? I, I don't know. Well, my favorite part is I can just do that and no one can see it. <laughs> so <laughs> And... Hmm uh disabled yeah disabled like no big deal but i mean you can run a script i assume to create all those fake accounts it's a program right and oh yeah it's just a bot around the detection of the scripts and yeah but yeah it happens on twitch a lot that's how you know when something's popular somebody has figured out a way to you know somebody people start gaining the system and making fake accounts and it's a sign that twitch is a big healthy uh, yeah. thriving business. I mean, there's the a... internet. You gotta, you gotta do your, your equivalent. When it was me growing up, I had to get the, the wares for AOL that oh, yeah. would let me spam the chat room mm -hmm. or try and get somebody kicked if we were talking on instant messenger and stuff like that. Sure. Yeah. Well, my, my site for good, bad bowl got hacked. It turned into a Viagra selling website. <laughs> Cause <laughs> I learned, I learned that, WordPress is immensely popular, and so they're bots. <laughs> like I installed um defense software now, and I'm like, Mike, literally some butthole person has set things up that they're trying to brute force my account like thousands of times a day, all kinds of attempted login. I'm like, this is happening, and I just want to be like, leave me alone. <laughs> but it's a robot, right? So I like just do it. Butthole blunt force person is a great title for something. Anyways, I, like I it. yeah. So I like that a lot. It's, uh, well, anyway, so there's the games I've been playing. John, tell me about the patch for Star Wars Battlefront 2, because uh, I am I do enjoy that game, and I didn't know there was a patch. What's the big deal here? It was a patch. Uh, they added two new heroes. Uh, they added, and it's a little weird, but uh, they added BB-8, and I don't, I don't remember the name of the evil BB-8. I only remember the nickname, which was BB Hate, which was the Black First Order uh, version oh, of it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so that's in there now. Okay. And here's the thing: I uh, Bo made a sound, and I kind of agreed with the sound when I heard that they were putting BB Eight in there. It's like, really? Yeah. You don't have Ahsoka, but you're going to put BB Eight in the game. Mm -hmm. I played as BB Eight, mm -hmm. and playing as BB Eight was super fun. I didn't know I that, that I wanted I it, mm -hmm. but it turns out it's ridiculously fun. He it feels immensely powerful. You just roll around and you electrocute stormtroopers to death and it feels really good. He his abilities are he puts out a little scan that reveals enemies uh, to your allies and he um, he can also ram into people and knock them down. Mm. Uh, his main attack is he just electrocutes you and it does a ton of damage. So he just electrocutes people to death. And then he kind of does uh, Reaper's finishing move from Overwatch where those little like 
you know the little whips that he caught himself in the Millennium Falcon mm -hmm. with to mm -hmm. suspend himself in the air? Yep. Those pop out and he just spins in a circle and they just whip in a circle all around him and he just kills everybody around him. <laughs> and he's very fast and he jumps and he dashes and he does all the hero things, but you're a little rolling ball and it is incredibly fun. So mm. it was... Kind of, I was with Bo 100% when I was like, really? They're adding BB-8? But he's super fun to play. He's probably my favorite hero to play. Just because, I don't know, when I play as like Anakin or something, I'm like, all right, well, this is a popular hero that's really good. I feel like I should do good. And then I'm dead in two seconds. Yeah. So I'm like, well, that was a disappointment. Yeah. I played as BB-8 and I did fantastically. So I got a lot of kills and I helped my team and I felt good about it. And I didn't feel the pressure of, having to perform as a Jedi really well. Who's the so, other, who's the other hero? It's like BB nine E or oh, something like that. Some other uh, rolling. Deal. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, it's, it's basically, you can tell they put a lot of time and effort into BB eight and they were like, well, we can't just do it once. This was a lot of work. Let's make another one. Yeah. And so they made a first order version, which is a little less damagey and a little more support. Um, but, uh, BB-8's great. Uh, the other thing they did is one of the most pop popular game modes is that Capital Supremacy. I know that we've all played. It's where you're down on the planet, then you go up to the ship, and it can kind of get into a tug of war. But as you guys know, that was only ever Clone Wars. You were either clones or robots, right. and that was that was it. They've Droids, now added sir? the... <laughs> yes, sorry, Paul. Uh, they've now added the sequel trilogy to Capital Supremacy, so you can queue for one, the other, or both, and you can play all the First oh, Order awesome. and Resistance on those same maps. Mm, or not awesome. those same maps, on new maps for that era. Okay. Because so, uh, cool. I would want to play as Kylo Ren in that mode, and it sucked that we couldn't. And you can now, mm. and he's a, he's a good hero. So is Rey. Mm. Uh, I'll be BB-8, because he's a blast. <laughs> he's a ball. Does he just run uh, up and uh, thumbs up to people? He's a ball blast. <laughs> he's a ball blast. Yeah, he's a ball blast. Uh, he does do the thumbs up. Great. That is an emote you can get for him. Of course. Um, and it's, it's good. Other than that, it's mostly just balanced stuff. Um, the new maps have definitely kind of restructured who's a good hero and who's not. Uh, for example, the First Order had a flame trooper that was kind of useless because most of the maps in the game are big, wide open spaces. Right. But now on Capital Supremacy, there's a lot of corridors and stuff like that. So all of a sudden, that class is now feeling very overpowered. And uh, it's good. It's been a lot of fun. So a lot of new excitement to that game. I continue to play it. And uh, I'm having a ton of fun with it. I'm getting quite good. I, I imagine you are. I'm I so far I have yet to break into the top five, the little screen where they acknowledge the best five players on both teams, but I have been in the top three on my team. Oh, that's pretty good. So I'm getting there. I'm getting decent at this game. That's progress. I'm I uh actually meant to play it a bunch this week, but I had this weird problem where my E drive, I have a second SSD in my machine, uh was full and I didn't realize it. <laughs> And it it's was a saying, massive game. it's like, you better un uninstall some things. And I'm like, well, what do I uninstall? And I'm like, ah, that thing is so big. I could put it on my D drive, but I don't think I can move it. Just move it, move it. So I guess I have to delete it and reinstall it. So I deleted it and then started the reinstall and just haven't finished it. The reinstall. But I, I plan to keep playing. I like that game. It's very good. Yeah. The same happened to me. I had to clear it to make room too. It's yeah. too big. Hard drives, man. Hard drives are the worst.
But we talked a lot about Warcraft Three. Any other additional stuff you want to say about it? Since that's pretty no, much all you played, we've covered that. You know, and that's pretty much all I played. Like I mainlined it. No BDO. No BDO. Warcraft Three. No BDO. Ready for Warcraft Four. Nice. That's a good question. Let's get the emails then. We got one here from Troy Thorson. It's kind of a cool name. Yeah, son of Thor. Yeah, Troy Thorson, son of Thor, says this. Here's a subject core on one thirty. So it's an episode we did on the thirtieth of January. He says. Just wanted to chime in on the new, on, or sorry, on the guinea pig discussion. Hairless G pigs are affectionately known as skinny pigs, and they are in fact adorable. The only because we talked about naked guinea pigs with no hair. <laughs> I know. I love people give us crap. They're like, "Why aren't you talking about video games?" Because clearly, people are passionate about many things. Yeah. Then they send us these emails. Anyway, so the only caveat to owning them is that they often can develop mild skin conditions, just like a human or any other hairless mammal. This includes things like sunburn. That's so funny to think of a sunburn. I don't know. It's not funny. I don't want it to suffer. But the idea of a sunburned guinea pig, excuse me, skinny pig is funny. That's kind of funny, right? <laughs> Just a little bit. What if you put like a sticker on his back, put him outside, brought him in, pulled the sticker off, you got a little star-shaped white guy thing. <laughs> that doesn't make him better. <laughs> I don't know why I thought of that. It sounds fun. Isn't it cancerous to, to do that? Don't do that to skinny pigs. Yeah, I assume skinny yeah, pigs are just as susceptible to that as we would be, right? I anyway, guess. unless you're my they brother. They don't live as long, so maybe they don't care. My brother, Matt, who's Korean, I have I have three Korean siblings. Uh, they can stay in the sun all day and just nothing happens to them. And they piss me off. I'm yeah, like, that, that, I'm, I'm like that too. Yeah. Oh, sure. I'm not Korean, but I've got... Uh, <laughs> do, you, do you just bronze like, up? Yeah, yeah. I can be out... I used to work at... When I back when I worked for Dick of All Trades, the Interlock Company, I think I've talked about it before. It was really called Dick of All Trades. <clears throat> yeah, because my friend, well, Michael's dad, Richard, aka Dick, it was just Dick. I worked for it was two guys. You worked for Dick. Dick and me. You worked for Dick. Yeah. Got it. And he called his little business Dick of All Trades. Okay. And but so when I worked for Dick of All Trades, eight o'clock in the sun till five o'clock in the sun. Yeah. Brown. Not red, looking good. Five days a week. Wow! Don't you remember the, when the, Bo was on was, the show and he just had the like Klingon head going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, do I don't that. burn. I can stay out in the sun twenty four hours. You're a lucky, lucky guy. Very right. fortunate because most people I know are like red and like eh, it hurts. It's so hurting. Yeah, yeah like, I'm a I huge white guy. I turned on my flashlight <laughs> app and I was red for hours. <laughs> <laughs> John and I, John and I have this. We, we are very Scandinavian, very uh, you know Northern European. And the problem is, one day John or I, one of us, is going to get a mole that shouldn't be there, and we're going to have to have it looked at. And the doctor's going to say, "Well, better get that off before it spreads to your brain." That's just the way it's going to be because we're white, horrible white men. Mm-hmm. And that you- needs to be a commercial for sunblock. <laughs> like John shows up with a with a um, a red square on his face, and his coworker goes. Hey, you're up late looking at your phone last night? And John's like, <laughs> no, why? And it's just a red square on his face. And it's like, hi. You John can actually see the little app squares within it. Yeah, yeah. Different yeah. Shades. That sounds right. Good. Sure, why not? Um, anyway, I found a funny dick uh, line here. Hold on. Dick poop. <laughs> if I can find it, where is it? Dick poop. Dick Pope. For Mr. Turner. Oh, Dick poop. Hold on. Cheese dick. I know that one. How about that? No, not that. Dick digit. No. Oh, you're too heavy to be a clever dick. Well, no, not that. I can't find the one I wanted. You think he's a bit of a dick? (laughs) (laughs) I have a lot of dick lines. A lot of dick stuff. Listen, Tom Merritt even said it. Dick. All right, see? (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Here's here's one from uh, Terminator. 
Todd and Janelle are dicks. Remember that? That was the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Something about a bag. This is a bag of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> what? What's that from? I don't know, but I got so this many. Dicks. This is a bag of dicks. I have so many things. Here's another one. It's a tiny man. No bigger than my marionette, Dick Digit. Yeah, Dick Digit. Anyway. That could be edited to be really funny. <laughs> I also At like least dick. two different ways. <laughs> it's a tiny dick. <laughs> No bigger Are than it? my dick. <laughs> you can totally mash it up. Uh, don't give me ideas. I don't need ideas. It's just going to ruin my day tomorrow. Too many <laughs> dumb things I want to do. When I'm not making dumb gifts, I'm editing Does dick that lines. Make a good, um, what is that? New Vine? It'd make a good bite. Oh, bite. Yeah. I've been using you can make bite. a little drawing of, of a man named Dick mm. and then a man named something else. And I kind of like bite. I'm sort of into it. It reminds me of Vine because it's literally Vine. Yeah, yeah, I like it better than TikTok. Oh yeah, way better. It's way more creative. I uninstall TikTok because there's you link cool stuff. I don't know how you find it. TikTok is always like a teenage girl and the same song. And then an old person comes in and they're like, join us. And me, 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 me. I'm like, oh, what is this thing? I gotta get I know. It sucks. Here's the thing about TikTok. If you do it long enough and you and you really uh search out the stuff you like. The algorithm, the algorithm will eventually serve you. You'll actually start getting only things that you kind of are into. However, it takes forever, and you got to skip through a lot of teenage dancers, which is not. Yeah, like at least uh, Byte has a category, so you're like, sweet, anime, and it's just all people. <laughs> yeah. It's just epilepsy. Or video games like, or sweet. whatever. Yeah, like yeah, you just get yeah. to watch something you want to watch. I like I like that. I hope they can stick with it. It's the co-founder of Vine, so it's literally Vine. <laughs> Yeah, it feels it feels like fine, but with a different coat of paint. Yeah, I like it. Here's Veronica. Veronica, why are you pulling my dick? Okay, great. Not really. I thought that was Veronica <laughs> Belmont, but it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that's from. I also like dicks quite a bit. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? I don't know. That, that sounded like Jesse the Body Ventura right there. Well, let's see. Right? I, I also, also like, like dicks dick. quite a bit. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know why. Have you ever heard the doo-doo one? Hold on. Have I played this for you guys? Doo-doo dick? Oh, no. It's somebody died, and then they couldn't see. <laughs> yes, oh, you have played yeah, this. Yeah, this is great. One. It was mega doo-doo, wasn't it? Mega. <laughs> yeah, say it again. Oh, it here it is. It's real great. Doo-doo. This reporter could not read this person's name. Here you go. Hundreds gathered today to say their final goodbyes to this fallen Louisville police officer, D.D. Mega Doo-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> she was so wrong dd mega doo-doo I, if i was her family i'd be so pissed at that local station man she probably had to go to the bathroom and it just overwhelmed her D-D the thing is, is even knowing what she said and mm-hmm. even knowing that i should rein it in and that this is about a death and i should be serious i can't help it it makes me laugh every time dd mega doo-doo part of it <laughs> Part of it is that pause between DD and Mega Doodoo. Like, is she because you know, you know, in that pause, yeah. the, the 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 world is shattering in her mind at this moment. Oh, yeah, she's totally walking full steam ahead into yeah. chaos. She's just driving yeah. it in, just driving it in. There's little alarms going off, going, Don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. It's a mistake, it's a mistake. And she's still just moving forward. Yeah, right where that pause happened is where her brain got the loudest. She takes a second to breathe. Doo-doo. She goes, D-D, doo-doo. mega doo-doo. <laughs> oh, man. 
So good. Anyway, but like sorry. Bankers all the time are like, I, I don't know if I'm saying this correctly. Like, it takes two <laughs> seconds to, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> I didn't even get through this email. What am I thinking? All right. Uh, he Wait, says, what, oh, skinny, um, skinny Pete. Yeah, he says they get skin conditions, picks. but he wanted to go on and say, uh, this includes things like sunburn, dermatitis. Oh, that's where we got off rails was sunburn. Yeah. Uh, dermatitis. Uh, regular old dry skin, he says. Just be aware that if you ever do get one, you will occasionally need to lotion them up like grandma at the beach, which, of course, feels like lotioning up grandma. Cheers. I want one. I want a skinny pig. I really actually do. <laughs> I want a little naked, hairless guinea pig. Is that bad that I want one? You should uh, You should get a sugar glider, Scott. Uh, no, they stink. They smell bad. They What's do. a sugar glider? They're, they're a shitty thing, right? <laughs> no, they're okay. Are they? I didn't like the one I had. But, what what you know. was wrong with yours? Why didn't you like yeah. it? Well, the whole thing was like that we were sold a bit of a bill of goods. They were like, they're extremely social. They bond to you. They're very loyal. Ours did not bond to us. I think we got one that was bonded to somebody else because ours just hated the shit out of us from the moment it showed up. It was just like, don't look at me. Don't touch me. I'm not going to be the cute thing that was in the video. Like, I'm going to just hate you and make the most horrifying sound. They're if like you flying, just even get near us. They're like flying monkeys, basically, right? Like I've never squirrels. seen one of these or heard of these before. They're uh, supposedly the creature that the uh, the Mogwais were based on for Gremlins. Oh, really? Yeah. That kind of explains a lot. Maybe not. There's also a lot of real dumb rules with them. That's probably where they got that from. Man. Rules? Gremlins. Yeah. Like, oh, you gotta, movie, yeah. You gotta... They're up late. Yeah, that oh, that's probably why, right? Do they do have to be picky with those? Yeah. They're up late. You can't if you don't do a certain thing, they'll pee on everything they see. Yeah. They're just they're they're not an animal you want. You just they're not super great. I don't actually recommend it as a pet. It's, other people seem to have great experiences with them. I had one that was a demon in a very cute little body, but you wouldn't know it because it was mean. Sugar demon. Well, there you go. I don't know why they call them sugar gliders. I know they glide, but what's they the like sugar? They like sweet stuff. Oh. They're like way into fruit and anything that's very sweet. Sweet things. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's why they're pea stinks. Uh, all right. Well, uh, that's it for that email. I guess that makes me a pizza glider. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... That makes you a pepperoni glider, right? You love the pepperoni. Yeah, pepperoni glider. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I eat a lot of pepperoni, a lot of blueberries. Oh, That's I my diet. That. I love that. That was such a pure, innocent, bad joke right at the end of the show. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. It was well done. All right. Well, uh, that's it for the show, everybody. Had a great time tonight. Hope you all at home did as well. If you like what you hear on the show, hey, support us over at patreon.com slash core show. Did you know we put our pre and post show up there as a bonus and only you get it if you sign up and you can do it for as low as a buck? Like it's ridiculously cheap uh, for way more extra content. And by the way, as far as bonus shows go, we do way longer stuff on core than any other show I do this with. So uh, hop on over there and do it. That's patreon.com slash core show. And if I might just indulge you all in a quick little uh, promo of my own, I started a new webcomic this week called Fred and Can. And yes, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's about a guy named Fred and his can of expired cream corn. It's sentient, though, and talks to him. Or does it? Mm. You'll have to find out at fredcancomic.com or you can find it at frogpants.com. That comes out every Monday. 
maybe more if I hit a certain level on my Frog Pants Patreon. We'll see. But uh, if you like comics and you want to get it, you can. It's on Instagram. It's on Facebook. It's on its own site. It's on an RSS feed. I put it everywhere that you might be. So go check it out and let me know what you think of Fred and Can at FredCanComic.com. I think that's it. It's great. I liked it. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks. It's a little odd, but that's what you have to do these days to do anything new under the sun. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to... I like odd. Odd is good. Odd is good. Uh, Plus, I have a lot of great ideas for stories, and uh, I don't know. I think it's going to go places. That's the part that intrigues me the most. It's called Fred and Can. Where do you go with it? Scott's like, I got tons of ideas, and I'm like... I'm glad you do. <laughs> yeah, and it may it may seem kind of psycho, and it is, but oh, it's I'm also excited. it also has there'll be poignant moments, there'll be uh, moments of of fun laughter, and there'll be other moments of sadness. Maybe even it'll be a comic that'll stick with you. That's the goal, and it really is about a guy in a can of cream corn. Uh, who you knows? Think someday this could turn into a movie with Mark Wahlberg and. <laughs> And Will Ferrell as a can of corn. Oh, I forgot they did the can of corn. Didn't he did that with a teddy bear? I guess. I don't know who played the teddy bear. Was it Will Ferrell? No, that was Seth, no, was Seth, Seth MacFarlane. MacFarlane. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you go. It's Peter Peter Griffin, basically. Anyway, We're not there yet, but just saying. That's it's all good. Uh, anyway, so check it out, and thanks uh, for everybody who's checked it out already. I appreciate all the support and nice comments. Uh, don't forget, you can leave us voicemails on the show, 801-471-0462. I need to actually play one of those soon. And uh, you can also leave us messages at the website, frogpants.com slash core. Find us on Twitter, John underscore Jagger, Scott Johnson for me, and Bo Schwartz. His name is B-E-A-U, Schwartz, on Twitter. I see a lot of B-O's out there. That is incorrect. B-A-B-A-B-E-A-U. Boy, I'm sure. The French I'm... word for handsome. Is it really? Is that really what it is? Yeah. What's, have what's, I told you what my name in English means? No, what does, it, no what does it mean? Bo is French for handsome. Schwartz is German for black. My oh. English name is handsome black. You're a handsome black man. That's what you're saying. Yeah, okay. exactly. So you're, you're, you're the... There's no man in my name. There are Schwartzmans. Yeah. I think that's the last name. I'm not Schwartzman. I'm just Schwartz. Not like Schwartz, yeah. like Jason Schwartz Schwartzman. Not like him. Right, exactly. I'm okay. not that. All right. That's great. John, anything you'd like to add to that? Uh, I like that I have become a, a cool uh, sepia tone portrait here at the end of the show. Yeah, uh, I'd like to thank my new camera for <laughs> deciding that if I don't have the white show notes pulled up, I apparently get to be in the olden days. So, <laughs> uh, hello everybody from nineteen. My dearest Martha. Yeah, there's your dearest Martha right there. That makes sense to me. All right. Uh, Well done, everybody. Thank you all for watching us. Again, we'll be back next time with a whole other show. We look forward to it, as we often do. We hope you look forward to it as well. Uh, Thank you for your support of the show. That'll do it for us, for me, for John, for Bo. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Wrong one. This is the one I want to play. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Barry. For people who just need a vacuum, that's great.